What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the After Effect Podcast Show. I'm your host, LeBron Stephan, but you can call me LBZ, L Boogie, Big Brown, 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 B, Brown, LB, Ronnie, the choice is yours. Welcome to episode 75. We have a very, very, very special guest, ex-league pro cornerback Sean Draper, who's on the show today, Cleveland native, played his football at Glenville High School, is alumni of Glenville High School, just like me, was a top recruit, cornerback slash athlete, chose the University of Iowa to further his career in 2012, played there from 2012 to 2015. Yes, he was on the illustrious Rose Bowl team in 2015 and the Big Ten runner-up that season as well. Uh, from there, he went undrafted in 2016 in the draft, um, went and played in the X League over in Japan, started in Kobe, Japan, I believe, played there for four years. And now I think he's in his sixth season playing in Tokyo, Japan now. So, you know, Sean's been over over abroad for about six years now. So super, uber excited to get him on the show to discuss, you know, his upbringing in Cleveland, his Liverpool career, his Iowa career. And now, you know, his career over in Japan kind of kind of carving out his own path and his own lane, right? So just send him the link. And once he jumps on, we will go. Has got some disinfectant. My God, oh yeah, what's up? Yeah, I'm good. good with you. I'm good. Good to see you, man. Man, yeah, shoot, long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So, um, yeah, bro, this is called the After Effect Podcast Show. I started it June of 2020. This is episode 75. It's my belief that. All of us elite athletes, you know, we all have an after effect or aftershock from our from our athletic journey. We're talking about a 15 to 20 year with our respective sport relationship. And when it's all said and done, I've always felt like that transition was minimized when you got to go into the real world and figure life out, get a job and take care of your family and all that. And, you know, when things don't work out, I've always felt like that was minimized. So this is just kind of a free and safe space for us to kind of relive the journey, you know, talk about some good times and bad times and lessons that we learn and really just try to push the culture forward. No doubt. I'm cool with that. Yeah. So, yeah, man, um, we, we can dive right into it. I just got two current events. Um, I know the playoffs coming up not now since 99. I've, I've been a LeBron fan. So whether he with the Cavs or he with the Heat or he with the Lakers, I'm always rooting for wherever he at. But, yeah. the, you know, we Cleveland kids and the Cavs doing their thing this year, man, playoffs coming up. So who you who, who you got taking it home this year? Man, I'm, I'm I'm pretty much the same. Like, you know, obviously you watch LeBron for so long, so you can cheer for him wherever he goes. Some people might feel the way about it, but I feel like, you know, I'm I'm the same way. I feel like as a Clevelander, like, you kind of like, you, you got to root for LeBron. It's uh, right. But, so, so as a pretending like NBA winning the championship, uh, I mean, I, I would want to see the Lakers Cavs. I, you know, I don't know what the percentage is for that, but that, that, that'd be that'd be ideal for me. Yeah, that'd be a dog. That'd be a dog. Yeah, yeah, I'm um, yeah. I mean, I, I just want to see the Cavs be competitive at least, at least you know, get into that second round or maybe the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, I, I ain't gonna hold you like the Cavs beating the Nets, I, <laughs> especially when they get Ben Simmons. I, I can't, I can't foresee that honestly. If you really know basketball, 
But I'm I'm hoping that you know they at least competitive or they don't got to play in they don't got to play in the play in because I think they're like number six right now. Yeah. 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 So yeah, man, we we actually damn. So this is thirteen. This actually today might be the two year anniversary that coronavirus was announced. It was like the twelfth or the thirteenth or something like that in twenty twenty. Um. So we literally had two years of you know just this world changing, man. So how have you had to grow, you know, spiritually, physically, emotionally? You know, since we've been alive, we've never had to wear masks. The world has never shut down. Like, we've never really walked through any of this or our parents. So how how did you find yourself having a girl? I know you were, you were abroad, like, you know, when it happened. Yeah, out there so, yeah so, yeah. like, and I know I had heard that, like, in places like Japan and China, they they have been, like, wearing masks, like, years ago. Like, they, like yeah. masks were, like, kind of a part of their everyday, everyday movement. So, like. How do you find yourself having to grow like or adapt, like you know what I'm saying, or in these last two years? Yeah, so uh I mean obviously being American, uh when I went to Japan and like, you know, uh when I would see people with masks on, like I, I thought it was weird and I kinda like I kinda like had my own opinions towards that. Uh uh but you know, obviously being over there, I, I learned that a lot of times like during before the pandemic, pre-pandemic. People were would wear masks. At least in Japan, they wear masks. Like I guess when they were sick, and uh, they just didn't want to like not go to work. Like they wanted okay. to, you know, like that's that's yeah. just how they are. Like they're not getting sick days, and like just put the mask on. I just tough it okay. out type thing. Okay, okay. Um, uh, or like you know, if a kid is sick, you know, put a mask on the kids uh, wear it, whatever. But um, so when the pandemic started, and uh, you know, and like everyone was wearing masks in japan so at that point it was like yeah I just, you know you kind of had to adapt to that just conform and, to it yeah yeah but uh weirdly in japan the, the the they didn't lock down they but the people there i think it's because the people in japan they kind of already have like um a weird thing with like contact like human contact okay. you know like like okay, when, yeah. you, when you pay for food or you pay for things at stores like they always like you always put the money like in this tray like you never like hand to hand hand money over to oh, someone okay, you know okay. so they already they're, their boundaries is already kind yeah, of like they, they kind of okay. already have like a like have a social like boundary yeah. thing already okay, they, okay. they already had in their tradition so uh so okay. they didn't they didn't necessarily shut down uh like completely only thing they did was uh they cut down hours at some point um like with like going to restaurants and like and they stopped serving alcohol and uh for a little bit you know in certain okay. spots because people okay. like like to drink out there but other than that like uh uh it wasn't did really the, did the football stop like when it when it was announced or was yeah, it so, yeah so that was that was where i say emotion like if i'm saying like all right so emotionally i feel like uh and spiritually i feel like during that time period football like completely stopped uh we we continue to like meet like with our teams like through zoom and like i would train like at home like i, I really started like putting a lot of uh uh time into my my apartment at that time in kobe and i i, I built up like a home gym in like one of my spare rooms and just was okay. like getting, getting some workouts in there uh um so i feel like so and physically uh so I, if we're saying physically as well with the pandemic uh i started uh I, I took meat out of my diet. Like I started. I, say, I can tell you look, you look a lot leaner. <laughs> yeah, I switched to like a vegan, like vegetarian style diet. Uh, okay. And that's all, you know, that's, you know, that's crazy to my girlfriend, you know, so, so like she's, she's vegetarian. So 
uh, like I'm just, you know, I switched off on the meat, but it, it helped a lot with like energy. And uh, so, yeah, I think overall during the pandemic, I think um, it just, it really just gave me some time to like, you know, which I think most people had time to, to really just adjust their life a little bit mm-hmm. rather than things just going so fast and you just like, you know, you, you're right. trying to, you, you, like, I've, I've always been trying, I've always been somebody who's able to like, you know, manage my, uh, you know, at least my, my health and things like that. But mm-hmm. I think, I think everything's slowing down and football stopping. Uh, they push the season back until to October. Normally it starts in August and we only had three games that year, okay. the okay. first year. Um, but I think overall, I think it, it just helped me like manage it even more because it was, uh, it was everything slowed down or stopped, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I can totally attest to that. I mean, obviously I stopped playing in 2016, but um, just not knowing, just really not knowing the future, like how long it was going to be, yeah. when people could go back to work, work what's, what's working from home going to be the normal, which is it, it's kind of starting to feel like it, it, it is, like all that kind of thing. But with you actively playing, I know it was kind of like, when were, you, when were y'all going to play again? When would you be able to start yeah. up again? Like, it's kind of yeah. just like a, you taking it day to day, week to week. Yeah, it was literally day to day, week to week. I'm like, I don't know if uh, we even, we're even going to have a season. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to have to fly back. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. so so in result of the pandemic, I actually, uh, I normally would only be out in Japan for like five months at a time, five or four months at a time. And then I would go back for a couple months, like in the summer and in, in the winter. Uh, but uh, but because of the pandemic, I had I was in Japan for like over a year. I was over, I was there for like a year and a half, like just like it's no through. Yeah, because I didn't know if I would, because they were changing the rules with the borders a lot. And it's still in Japan, you still can't, like tourists can't visit Japan still, like yeah, since the, the pandemic started. So for me, I was like, I didn't, even though I had a visa, I'm like, I don't want to leave. And then like, you know, things get weird and I, I won't be able to come back. So I was like, I'll right. just like, I'll just keep, you know, grinding. It was like, it wasn't any football or any obligation. So it was like, mm-hmm. you know, was like I, I just had to, you know, be patient. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I mean, I'm yeah. sure, I mean, I, I don't know how you are with family, but I'm sure if you used to seeing your family ever, every like five to six months, and then you got to go a year and a half without seeing them. I mean, luckily yeah. you got FaceTime and all that, but that still could be like an emotional roller coaster for real, because you don't really know what the future holds. Yeah, definitely. It definitely, yeah. it definitely was. And then, uh, I was going to say, like, it, you know, events happen, you know, if somebody, if something happens or whatever, like, uh, I mean, still to this day, like, uh, I mean, now they, they changed the border. Like, if you have your booster shot, uh, I think in Japan now the rules are if you get your booster, you don't have to quarantine. But if you uh, if you only have two doses, you have to do a three-day quarantine. But at some point, uh, like, they were having people, like, having to do a hotel quarantine for 14 days, like, if you mm-hmm. like regardless, like, if you enter into Japan. So it was yeah, like, you know, exactly. if something was happening at home with family or anything, you couldn't just like before you could you if something was going emergency or something you could fly back and and you know and get you know go to the family emergency and you be right back you know right you know right. won't, won't really miss too much of a beat but yeah. like with the pandemic it's like you couldn't just fly back because like if you fly back you know now you're sitting in the hotel for 14 days and that's like a whole that's half of a month you know right so, right right it's the whole process and it's long yeah yeah no that makes sense so yeah, bro. Um, let's dive into childhood, both these and kids. I was born in '89, so I, I would presume you were born in what '93, '94, '94. Okay, okay. So um, just paint me a picture, bro. Like on what it was like growing up for you. Like you know, in the '90s, I always tell people, and I, I just turned 33 last week. But like I always say, you know, we didn't grow up like the kids now. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have 
Yeah. I think the, the internet came out maybe in like 98, but you had to have money to even be able to afford a computer. And that was when I had to dial up and all that. So I, my, my parents, I, I didn't even get a computer to probably like 04 or something like that. So like, we just grew up in a different world. I, I, I feel like the world was a bit more interactive. We used to be outside. We see like yeah. playing. We was, we was making up our own games, playing any bounce and hide and, hide and seek and all that. And the yeah. kids now, it's just, it's a lot different. So paint me a yeah. picture of what it was like from your viewpoint, you know, growing up in the night since I'm, since you, I'm, well, I'm five years older than you. So uh, I'm not sure what area you grew up in and all that. I grew up in like, like Milesley Road, like 169th of Miles. I, that's where I live for, for the right. most part of my life. So how was that experience for you? Uh, I mean, I, I've, I think for me, the most thing I, I can remember from growing up, like without technology as a kid was, you know, like you said, going outside, like we would play, uh, you know, people got different names for it, but like down the man or like, where yeah, you, yeah. Just, you know, it's like one person versus everybody. In the, yeah, in we the called city. it Dino Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a football, you just outside, as, you know, so we would play that or, we, you know, uh, you know, it was really just or riding bikes. I can, I just have vivid memories of just being outside, just riding bikes. That was uh -huh, like uh -huh, uh -huh. The, main, the main thing. Uh, when did you start playing football? So I didn't. I didn't start playing until I was nine, which is you know pretty late. You know, I feel like most people start a little bit earlier, especially. I started. I started at eight. I started at eight. Like eight, like eight. Yeah. yeah. My, but the only reason why I feel like it's late probably because like my older brother Shane Bell, he he started at five, and then okay. my uh, my younger brother Matthew Draper, he he started at five as well. Yeah, I but didn't I even started. know you could. I didn't even know in the nineties they had teams that you could start at five, like. Like when I found out about football at eight, I just only thing I knew was Muni. It was like Muni Pee Wee Benaway. Yeah. So my father asked me if I want to play, and I wanted to play because everybody in the neighborhood was playing. But I never knew it was anything under eight. Yeah, yeah. I think I think. Uh, well, actually, I don't. I, actually, I don't know. Maybe Shane didn't start at. Five. I know Matt started at five for sure. But okay. but Shane, uh, the reason why I started playing was my older brother Shane Bell. He he uh, he was playing for the, the East Cleveland Chiefs. And uh, I just remember, like, uh, me, Matt, like, my mom, my uncles, and, and my grandfather, like, we, we all were at the game. We were just watching the game. Right? And I didn't, I didn't, wasn't really paying attention to it too much. I, I think I was more fascinated with my grandfather. He had his binoculars. He just understands, like, you know, watching the game. I was more fascinated with, like, you know, trying to look through the binoculars, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, my younger brother, who was uh, uh, turning five, um, or five at the time, I guess he was like super just interest interested in it. So when we uh, so we had moved. So you know I, I was I was born on Osceola and like uh, Hopkins, like those was like the two streets, like right off Lakeview. Okay. Um, and like my for me, I was more interested in basketball. So my first sport was was basketball. Um, we we bounced around a lot, like just throughout America, like in America, mostly in Ohio, Cleveland yeah. area, like we bounced around in different areas. But uh, uh, when, when I started playing football, uh, we actually lived, we actually moved to Columbus. We were living in Columbus at the time. So we okay. watched, so we went back, so we were just having to be home watching the East Cleveland Chiefs game, watching Shane. And um, then we came back to Cleveland and Matt was telling my mom that he wanted to play football. So then my mom was like, well, if he's going to play, you got to play because everybody else in our family has played football. So right. I'm like, I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> so, that, so that's how I started for me. I didn't, I didn't really have a choice on that. But uh, when I and first you, started, so when you started, you just ended up being good. Yeah. But honestly, like, so that's, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I feel like it, I just happened to be good with it, but I think that, uh, when it when it first started, 
like we played for this. It was a team called Midtown Panthers out here in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, and we it was tournaments. I can vividly remember this. It was like tournaments before the season started, and during these tournament games, like. I just sat on the bench the whole time. I didn't like, you know, it was like, I remember I got to a fight yeah. with somebody on the sideline. It was like, it was, I wasn't even like playing in the games. Like I wasn't okay. like uh, part of the team for real. But okay. then uh, after the, you know, we're young. So like after the, the practice, we was, we would race each other. Like people would, you know, kids just outside racing and just you know, right. playing around. Right. So then, so yeah. So like our, whoever the, the best dudes on my team, like we would just be like outside playing and like I would be like, you know, like beating them in race or like, you know, like we would be later. You know, we just playing around. Right. So then when the first game of the season started, uh, we were blowing some team out and I'm still on the sideline. And they were just like, it was like Draper. And they like called me in and they put me at a tight. They put me at tight end and we did like a reverse. And I just remember my first play, like I scored on like an 80 yard, something like, you know, basically the whole field like touchdown. Yeah. And yeah. then from there, and then from there, they just like kept putting me in. And it was right. just because like it was just because like uh the the other kids were just like, yeah, Draper's fast. You know, like they were just like, you know, like it was it was like one of those type things. But yeah. uh yeah, so then from there, I think I like like I, I started to um um like me and my brothers, like we started to get into like collectibles and we would co collect like McFarlane, like uh uh, action, you know, like the sports uh, figures, like yeah. I had like Priest Holmes, Mike Vick, you know, all the, the top players. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. I used to collect uh, cards, like football and basketball cards. cards. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. I, had, I had the cards too. But I okay. think that's when I started like really becoming like a fan of football. I like really tapped right. into like the collectible part of it. Right, right, and, right. That makes sense. Yeah. So then, and then my, my father would take, would take us to like, uh, he was he would take us to like the Browns training camps and we would just like go watch the Browns training camps. Yeah, my dad's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You go to the Browns every August. Camp. Every August. Right? Yeah. yeah. I remember well, I getting gloves. I remember getting gloves for the cornerback one year. I was probably like nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. That, no, so that, so that's where that's where that's where I feel like I started developing the love from it was just I I became like a super fan of yeah. just like the sport and um right here. yeah, right and that's yeah. Um, so yeah, like I started playing ball at eight and then I started playing basketball just at the local rec at nine. But then when I was 10, my father took me to a St. Mary St. Joe's game. Okay. And that was my first time seeing LeBron James. Like, I'm, I'm, I was 10, so Brian was like 14. It was, he was in ninth grade because I was in the 10th. I mean, I was in the fifth. And I'm like, I'm, I remember sitting in the stands like, man, this dude, like we got the same name. Like, like yeah. from, I mean, I knew he's from Akron, but you know, Akron is like 25 minutes depending on where you depending on where you live at. So I'm, yeah. I'm just fucking out. They was already saying he was gonna be the, the number. He was the number one player in, in the country, only in ninth grade. All this, he went off. He had like 26, 10, and eight. He was only 14. So that's when I, that's when the basketball bug really started getting me. Like I'm like, I'm like, all right, man, I'm I'm a, I'm a hoop too. So ever since then, I always played football and basketball, pretty much all the way up until. Uh, at the deal, you know, until, until one time with the Iowa. So I always yeah. kind of had a, I had a love for both sports, honestly. And it sounded like you did too. Yeah, no, definitely. I definitely yeah. did. But I, I think, I think at, at a certain point, uh, I think the football, like it just kind of like chose, chose me a little bit more. Cause uh, uh, like I said, I moved around a lot. So when I, when I moved to, we actually lived in Birmingham, Alabama, like seventh and eighth grade. And okay. that's where I played. That's where I played my eighth grade football was in uh in, in Alabama, 
And okay. uh, now I played for a team called Huffman Raiders. I went to like this, this uh, middle school called Smith Middle School. And uh, when I was down there, um, when I was down there, you know, football is everything. Like that's just like what every, you know, it was Alabama yeah. all the rivalry. It's there, uh, like people, uh, people just love it. And yeah, you know, love football me, me, yeah. And me being from Ohio, like, you know, like we had Ohio State, that was like, we, you know, we, I would like brag with, but like, if I say the Browns, you know, like that, you know, you're going to get flat. They're not going to be like, right. man, y'all ain't playing football up. You know, hey, y'all right, ain't playing right. football this and that. Right. I, I, actually remember, I actually remember in middle school, uh, like I would have, I had some friends over from my middle school down in Alabama and we was watching uh, Glenville play uh, Long Beach Poly. I was yeah. watching it on, on the TV on ESPN. I was like, Sean, like this, I'm going to this high school. Like this, yeah. you know what I mean? That's how yeah, I'm yeah. going here, like whatever, whatever. Uh, but yeah, when I was down there, uh, like, yeah, like I, I, I kind of felt, I mean, obviously like I felt a little bit out of place, but I felt like the only time, like when I started like, like making friends and that's how I was most of the time when I would switch schools I switched schools so much like uh, growing up I went mm -hmm. to like six different elementary schools I went to three different uh middle schools and then I went to you know I ended up doing two high schools because I, I I ended up actually was at Cleveland Heights for the first semester uh of ninth grade Graves was bad and then my uncle my uncle my uncle caught wind of it through uh through our coach Mark it was uh he uh Mark Jackson he uh he actually not Mark Jackson Mark uh I got Mark. He uh, he uh, was he was the janitor and he was also the coach. He was my receivers coach, but he was also like helping out at at, at the track with the track team. And then he uh, he was like, "Yeah, I got this player. Um, like he he doing good. Like he he got he score every game. Like he you know he a baller. But his grades bad. Like we can't get him. We can't you know we ain't gonna be able to get him to no school. Like his like his, he not doing good in school. Um, and then my uncle, uh, uh, Coach Tony Overton, he he heard, he uh, caught wind of it. He was like, "That's my cousin. I mean, that's my nephew. You know what I mean? Like, that's my yeah, nephew." Yeah. Uh, so he Coach was like, "Tony, real." Yes. So then from there, like literally the next semester, ninth grade, I, I got the transfer over. But I think uh, football chose me because in eighth grade, when I was down in uh, Alabama, like like I I didn't really had that many friends, and then the football we started playing football a lot. And like, I was, you know, and then from there, it was like, people was messing with me, but then I ended up getting, they was like, they was like, yeah, but we want to see like in pads, like we want to see them in pads. Like y'all, we doing this, at, you know, at, at recess and gym, but right. they ain't the same pads, you know what I mean? Right, so right, right. so my middle school at the time was like, oh, we might not have a team. So I was trying to play for the middle school, but they're like, we might not have a team. So I ended up playing for this, this uh, local team called uh, Huffman Raiders. And uh, like, I was, you know, I was I, on that team, people respected me. But I ended up getting hurt, like right, like right in the first game. So I sat out the whole time, and I was okay. getting like, it, it felt like people was like, just like, I don't know. It felt like the world was like, that was my first time being injured and not right, being right. playing games. It felt like so, the world was going in. <laughs> man, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this. I don't know what's going on. It felt like everything was just like terrible. Right, right. And uh, but then the playoff came around in that eighth grade. And uh, we was playing like the top team. It was a bunch of dudes from my school and top, you know, like whatever and a bunch of dudes from like other schools so, you know they like the top team and my whole middle school talking about it like yeah we gonna play y'all gonna play be like yeah you playing now too you, you don't got because i had i broke my wrist so like, you don't got your cast on we gonna be at the game this is and that whatever whatever it's girls they like yeah we gonna be there whatever and then play I'm, I'm, I, I remember i had like i think i had like a pick like i was like i was just i was balling and i remember yeah, when i got back to school when i got back to school it was like everybody just like messed with me and it was like it was kind of like it was kind of like, I felt like I, that was like, I feel like I always noticed in sports, like 
like did that for me like growing up but mm -hmm. in that moment in eighth grade because i felt like i was like you know you becoming a teenager i feel like that's when i was like no nah, i need to take this serious and mm -hmm. uh and like i said then it went to the ninth grade situation i i, I did good at cleveland heights but the grades yeah. was bad and i when yeah. i got to the fifth when i got to the ville i feel like that's when i got my structure and it was right, like right, okay, right. You, you mess with the football we're gonna mess with the track gonna make sure your grades right and then you got again mm -hmm. talking you know again giving you giving you the words give you, give you all the game and giving you all the game <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so like for you when would you say that light switch it on like I, I and i always say this for all elite athletes now some guys it come late and some guys it come like middle school eighth ninth for me it was 10th grade after my 10th grade season starting varsity you know making all league like being like third in the league and sacks something like that at 15 that's when I kind of knew, like, oh, all right, like, started to get on letters, but then I, once I got my first offer, that's kind of when that light hit on, like, like, damn, all them, all them Saturdays when I used to sit in front of the TV and my dad's gonna get McDonald's and we used to, and I used to put the put the newspaper on the on the on the living room floor, eat my little McDonald's and watch all the games. Like, that's when the lights would turn on, like, oh no, like I could really go do this, like I could probably really go play in the Big Ten. Of course, I want to play Ohio State. Of course, we all do. But yeah. it was it was a it was a legitimate thing. Like I could probably go play in the Big Ten, maybe not Ohio State, but definitely another Big Ten school. So that's kind of what it hit on for me. And I really just started like taking everything yeah. super super serious. Like oh no, nah, I'm about to, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna try to be like one of the best. So like, when was that for you? Was it tenth grade? Was it eleventh grade? Because this is what people don't understand about Greenville. Everybody can say they want to go to Greenville and this and that, but yeah. it's it's literally the most competitive environment. Like I've been in a lot of environments, bro. Like, like I mean, you play, you play in Iowa. Like we play all the Big Ten schools. I played against a lot of NFL players, Hall of Fame guys, all of this. But that Glenville environment every day, like competitiveness. You talking about competing every day, yeah. like, like loads of talent. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that environment really, that's gonna make or break you. <laughs> and everybody yeah. ain't ready for that. And everybody can't handle that. So like, when did that time come to you? Where it's like. Oh no! Like this is probably gonna happen for me. Like this is probably gonna be a real thing. I could probably go play, like legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I would say, I would say, uh, it came into. It was probably my junior year, like the end of my junior year, like going into my going into the summer, going into my senior year. Uh, like when I was like, all right, I know I'm gonna be D one. I know this could probably turn into something else. You know. Uh, like you said, like at Glenville, like it's super competitive. So once I like once I once I transferred uh my ninth grade, the second semester of ninth grade, um, like I, I got real tight with with my with I mean, uh, you know, my friend uh Devin Bogart, he he recently passed away, but like that was like my first friend. Uh yeah, rest at, in peace too. Yeah, that was my first friend at Ginn Academy. Uh we okay. was in uh we was in Jeff Ginn, uh Jeff Ginn's uh linkage coordinator group. And uh <laughs> And, it was you uh, had like Jackson Hardy. Y'all was all in the same. Yeah, we were all we was all the same okay. year. But but okay. in that but in that ninth grade, like uh, me and Justin, me and Justin got crew that year too. But it was like, uh, but I, me, I think it went Devin, then it went Justin. Like right after that, like me and Justin okay. got crew. But uh, like in that environment, I feel like all of our friend our friendships was based on competition. Like it was mm -hmm. like like we was we were we were real like like I don't know. We always been like real. Uh, critical like we would critique each other and mm -hmm. like we were, we were like we weren't afraid to like call each other out when it was like somebody was wrong yeah and yeah. uh i think in that environment i felt like i felt like it was uh it was healthy it was like always healthy competition 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that, um, you know, 10th grade, 10th grade, 10th grade was cool. I played JV and, you know, dress, dress bars, but that, and that was the year we went to state and I appreciated that experience the most. Because yeah, I, I, that, was, that was going to be my next question, but I couldn't remember yeah. what grade you was in. Cause I remember us, um, all of us, I was in college. Like, I think we, we ended up coming to one of those playoff games. I don't think it yeah. was the final, well, Y'all made it to the state championship, right? Or the final four? Yeah, yeah. We went, we went to the states, my, my temporary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all lost by one point, right? In the states? Yeah, one point. Hillary Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, think we went, I think we went to, like, the third round game, game or something where y'all won. Because yeah. that was, like, one of our breaks. Yeah. But, like, being in 10th grade, what was that like, bro? Like, because, you know, you know that that's that's one of the things that they always talk about in season. Like, you know, Coach Dan, he sent all these kids to school. But you know they never like make it down the state. That's that's people. All, I always hear people talking about, yeah. that, about that. Now we know because we've been in, in the program. Yeah, don't care about that. You know, like yeah. he wanna he wanna he wanna uh, change guys' lives and like you know put guys in positions to be able to take care of themselves and their families later on. So the yeah. winning and going down state that's like the last thing on his agenda. But what was that like actually being there? I know you said you was in tenth, so um, you didn't have like a prominent role, but just you know um, being being a part of that team. Like what was that like? I mean, it was it was special, and I and like like I said, I, I I didn't I was in tenth grade. I was you know I, like I said, I was JV. I was just dressing at the time, but like 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 I told you, like like my best friend was was Devin Bogart, and he was starting linebacker in the state championship game. And okay, then, started and my, Yeah, and then my older brother Shane Bell, he was he was starting receiver. Like he was he was yeah. he was on the outside uh, yeah. receiver. Yeah, I remember. So, that. I remember Shane. It was him. Uh, yeah, so, the other Shane. Shane Wynn. Yep, yep. So, so, uh, so, you know, with that, with that being said, now obviously my uncle being there, uh, it kind of felt like I don't know. It, it that was like in that year, it felt like it was like everybody. It was it was just like a family, and I felt like the 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 senior class that year was so tight, and um and like Cardell, me, my, Cardell senior, Cardell Jones. No, that's that was, that was Cardell was a junior. That was uh, okay. it was it was uh, Christian Bryant. Okay. Uh, like okay. Latuan Anderson, guys like that. It was like that. Okay. That was that. Uh, J J Ron, J Ron okay. Elliott. Yeah. yeah. You know. See, that's how, see that. See that kind of shit make me feel old because my twelfth grade year, Christian Bryant and J Ron was in the ninth grade. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like they was following me around, like looking up to me, and now they see it like that. That yeah, everybody no, I heard that that did, that did me feel old. <laughs> yeah. No, that was that was the year. So that so that was so that was the senior class there. Uh, Aaron Morris. It was like all, all of those guys were seniors. So okay. like those, so uh uh was it Tony Foster was one of the running backs. It was it was a bunch of that, but that whole class, it just felt like it felt like they were serious, but yeah. it felt like they like they understood, like you know, they really understood what, you know the assignment. They understood right. what, what needed to get done. Right. And um <laughs> and, I, and our in our class, that 10th grade class, you know, because you know, at, at DeVille, I feel like ninth grade, you play JV. If you play varsity in ninth grade, then you special, you know. But right. if you play JV, if you start JV as ninth grade, I feel like you special, you right. know, at the jail. And then in tenth grade, I feel like like this is the mentality. I feel like in tenth grade, you're supposed to start, you know, JV. And if you start or you play on varsity, then you know you special, you know. Right. And then and then by your junior year, you should be starting varsity. Right. And you know, senior year, you should you know whatever. So I yeah, feel like. Yeah, so like as tenth graders and us being like, you know, we and we everybody felt like they was in the right place, you know, like you yes. you started playing on on JV whatever. I felt like we we were looking up to that senior class like heavy, and it was like and and to see their leadership throughout that whole year and the way they approached everything and you know we were playing right. like 
we played we like the the talent that we were going against. It was I don't know. It was just crazy. It was so many. It's so many moments during that year that I was just like I was literally just a sponge, just soaking yeah. up like everything. Yeah. yeah, I can only I can only imagine. No, you right though, because my senior year, it was only it was only one tenth grader that started or really even played, which yeah. was Mark, which was Marcus Hall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, obviously, like. And, and, that's, he, and that's normally how it is. And like true. you say, like he a dog, but he was like yeah. the only one. Everybody else was a junior, senior. We had a couple of tenth graders, Travis Freeman. We had a couple of tenth graders that was like on special teams and shit like that. But for the most part, yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. like you said, the field is so competitive, man. Like you got to earn and scratch yeah. and claw for anything, especially being a starter. <laughs> man, so that so that's the energy. So that's the energy, and you know, and I don't think that that was ever. I mean, it probably was something that was spoken around to like, you know, us, like, like, you know, you know, the players, but it, I, I feel like I never really had too many conversations about that. I just felt like that was the energy, like ninth grade, if you play, you know what I mean? Like that was right. like, like right. the steps. Of, that like, was kind of, yeah, that's the that's infrastructure. Stuff. Yeah, that was the steps yeah. that you take, right. And you, oh, yeah, you, you kind of know where you're going, you kind of go, you kind of know where you're going to end up offer wise or, you right. know, like, like depending on how much you play in each stage, you know, right. high school. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, no, no, that totally makes sense. Um, so man, talk about the your recruiting process when you started to get heavily recruited. Like if you can remember who was your like top three or top five, you know, what business did you take? And then ultimately why did you choose University of Iowa? Yeah, so uh so my recruiting process was late, like I said. So I, I played at highest ninth grade, so I didn't play at the bill my ninth grade year. So then in tenth grade, obviously I start I started JV and like dress bars. And then junior year, my my eleventh grade year, uh, I, I I started kick return, but that was it. Like I I, I pretty much sat on the bench the whole year behind Shane Wynn. Like I, I wasn't trying to I wasn't like I I would play defense, but I was more so uh, trying to play like slot receiver. Mm-hmm. And like I enjoyed the whole you know process of being behind Shane Wynn, like just because of like you know he just special you know what yeah I mean? he's dope. Yeah. And it was it was so many different things that like from just watching and you know being around uh, him, I, I felt like I learned you know uh, you know how to work and just like you know you know how seeing you know it, the way like he's a smaller guy, so like the mm-hmm. the, the elusiveness of like his game was something right. that how I, how he used to run routes. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was always something I wanted uh, to like imitate a little bit as an offensive player, but. Mm-hmm. As it pertained to my recruiting process, it, it, it kind of hit. It, I kind of took a hit on that end because, like, like you know, like his senior year, you know, he's been starting since uh, he's starting since a freshman. He was a freshman mm-hmm. returner, whatever. Yep. So, uh, so I didn't really get much reps, uh, you know. And I remember it vividly, me and Justin, because Justin played played receiver too at the time. I remember we was both not getting. I remember it was just games. Uh, we would just be just crying. We'd just be on the bus, just like, just like in tears, just like, you know, yeah, like, you know, like, like we want to go to college, you know, like, it's right, like, right, right. You know, so, uh, so that's how, so, you know, it, that's how my junior year went. But then, I, you know, we, we ran track that year. And uh, I think I, I won state four by two. Like I was on the state four by two, like indoor. Um, okay. And, you know, I took, I took tracks like real serious that year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I just took that momentum into the summer and I went right into camps and, uh, you know, my mom made sure that I, I was able to get to like camps like every week, you know, if it was, you know, 
maybe yeah. twice, maybe twice. Did y'all, did, did y'all do the Gensor that year? Or no, it wasn't. It wasn't no, no Gensor. It wasn't no Gensor. Okay. So we had. So we kind of like had to make the initial. And Gen would show up to the camp stuff. Like you know what I mean. Okay. Like once you signed up for it, like he would make sure he 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 got there. But okay. they, they just they just didn't have a bus that year. So it was okay. kind of like you okay. had to you kind of had to like you know get it out the mud and just go. Yeah, you know? yeah. You had to hit. You had to hit the camp circuit yourself. You had to. Yeah. Yeah. So I. Uh, I mean, so my, my mom had a van. My mom had like a big van, big blue van, whatever. And and like we would just go be me. Uh, uh, like my brothers, it would be like I would have. Sometimes we would have uh, Alex Pace or it would be like Willie Henry. It would just be different people that was in my class, and then mm-hmm. we would all just go together and mm-hmm. go to like different spots. Mm-hmm. But I was hitting, I was hitting them like every, every uh, like twice a week or something like that, like the whole summer. Maybe sometimes, you know, maybe more than that sometimes. But the first camp was Ohio, and uh, and I did offense and defense. Ran a good forty. Ran, you know, ran shuttle. I always been good at testing, mm-hmm. and got a, got an offer immediately. And then like every camp after that, it was like literally we go Toledo, Akron. You you're hitting all the max schools, and mm-hmm. every time I go to camp, awesome, I, would, awesome. I would get an offer. Yeah, it was like. You know, so and, so, and that's why it used to be so great, man. Um, you know, Coach Gann doing that Gann tour because, because like I had a couple of Mac offers, um, uh, like mid junior year, but man, I went when we all went on that camp tour, like before our senior year, like that's when all the like just a bunch of guys like got all the Mac and started, you know, all those Big Ten started rolling in. Um, yeah, so that's that's dope. It's all like kind of initiated that to ourselves and like like yeah. I said got it out the mud for real. Yeah. No, and it, it, and it and it was good. And like I said, uh uh I feel like um you know as the as it kept going on, like you know, you I built up my base of offers of Mac schools and then uh the season came around and during and during the season I got a Hawaii offer and uh and at that time uh Mike Edwards he was uh he he had just uh, got out there uh mm-hmm. at Hawaii mm-hmm. and um and I was I was sold at that point because I just remember going to games and seeing him play and you know like you know he was special yeah. so that's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why and just, yeah, just the the atmosphere like you know what I'm saying yeah. and that's too and that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. so uh so that was so that was like my you know and then so at that time during the season my two options like my two schools that like I was most interested in uh in the MAC like obviously Toledo has had history of just being good. Uh, during that time and uh I remember I think Justin was like interested in Toledo at the time because of Cordell Scott mm-hmm. um and then um but my but Shane Bell my older brother uh he um he was playing at Ball State so I think I T.O. T.O. Was, was killing that at Toledo at the time too yeah he was at Toledo uh, yeah, yeah and I remember seeing I remember seeing him at uh versus uh we went to like a um was it like a junior I forgot what they used to call it when they would like invite like players, even before like offers, they would invite you like to go watch like Ohio state games or something mm-hmm. like that. And it was like Ohio state versus Toledo. And I remember watching T.O. play, yeah. uh, play, play. I remember that game. They had a yellow spat and all that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. So, uh, so for me, my top at that time during the, during my senior year season, uh, was Hawaii and ball state and, uh, Toledo. It was Hawaii, ball state, Toledo. Ball state like, had that Boston. pipeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they had Travis, they had you know what I mean? Had, yeah, Aaron Moore, yeah, yeah, and then uh, Jay Yeah, I think Ohio State, uh, Theon, Theon, no, no, Theon was at Boston, but he left and went somewhere else. 
Yeah, it was it was, uh, it was a bunch of them. There. Okay. Yeah, it was, so so I would go up there a lot. Um, and that, and honestly, Ball State felt more like home just because like my older brother was there. Um, so I was kind of I was kind of like teetering between that, you know, and then obviously the people at Toledo, and then like the Hawaii thing was just more so just because like I felt like I was like uh, I felt like um like like in the, those recent that recent like four year span of like cornerbacks and athletes, I feel like like just seeing Mike Edwards, I was like, oh yeah, it'd be dope to like be able to be under him. Right. Like right, be, right. you know and what then, I mean? And then like, potentially come after him. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, exactly. So um so then the season ended. The se- once the season ended, um I was like my first official, I was like, I'm gonna go to Hawaii first for the official, my first official. Yeah. And honestly, I was like, you know what, I, I'm a, I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm probably gonna end up committing here just because like because I always said I wanted to kind of go to school like somewhere a little bit further out mm. and and the official was it was really good I went with really uh really hairy um and um and Mike Mikey was my he was my he was my uh my host oh, for a little yeah. bit he had a game he had a game though so he wasn't with me like the whole time but he was he was my host and okay. uh while I was down there watching the game um my uncle called me and he was like yeah we like they uh everybody they already sent your highlight tape out he's like you just got uh you got iowa you got louisville you got Pitt, uh and it was just like like basically like it was a few it was schools just like starting to roll in the bigger schools yeah. rolling after the highlight tape got sent okay. out okay and um and uh immediately in my mind i'm like uh i think i was like i was i think i was most excited about uh like the Louisville, I don't know. I, I, I can't really remember why I was like, and I, I wanted to kind of like see what the Louisville thing, I think it was probably they had all black coaching staff. Uh, okay. with, that, I think and was that, was before, that was before, that was before the Jackson got there, right? Yeah, that was before, that was like okay. Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, Charlie Strong and you okay. know, those guys. So it was, okay. was kind of, it, it was starting to look cool, you know, it was yeah. like looking at yeah. Yeah. Louisville yeah. at that time. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, um, so I, I actually uh, was gonna set that up uh, official up next but then i think i got the dates wrong and uh and i end up uh meeting i end up meeting parker first <laughs> coach parker oh, so I, you so you met yeah. phil before you met ken o'keefe yeah i met phil parker first i met okay. phil parker first. He okay was, he See, I, I met ken o'keefe first yeah i was i was leaving um i was already gone like school, so i was going i was doing half a day at, at uh again academy and at tri-c that okay. was like a, a program called high tech yeah, uh, I early college program. Yeah, so I was mm-hmm. I had already left school, um, and Gian called me. He's like, "You gotta go back to Gian Academy, and you gotta uh, meet with this coach." I'm like, "Okay." So I get there, and, and Phil Parker's in there, and he's just asking me about like geometry and like just talking about the you know you know I do the length, what's the length of the field, and like all, asking you like <laughs> specific questions about like yeah. I'm like. I'm like, oh. like, you know what I mean? I'm just sitting there. I'm like, I don't know this stuff. Like, whatever, right. whatever. Just out the back of your head. Yeah. yeah so, but so the, so the first conversation with Phil Parker, it was, it was honestly, uh, it didn't seem like it went well at all. It didn't seem like, right. it didn't seem like we kind of even got any type of like connection, whatever. Yeah. So I'm just like, all right, I don't really see nothing coming from that, whatever. Um, and then, and then I think like a little bit after that, uh, um who was it uh, uh coach campbell you remember coach campbell he was like receivers coach uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. He, he used to call him soup yeah, yeah. soup yeah he he was uh he came up to the school and then he actually i think he was the one who actually officially gave me my offer was him he came oh, up okay to the so, they, so they must have changed it because when i came out coach o'keefe uh recruited 
the you know the Ohio Pennsylvania that whole area. Yeah, so I, I, so, I, so I think I, I, I think I for sure met him. I think I for sure. I think he definitely came either came to my house at some point or like whatever. Okay. But okay. the first person I met was Phil, and then the second person that came to school. Campbell, cool as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sue. Sue. And, and, Sue, cool and when hell. I met him, yeah. I was like, I was like, okay, like you know what I mean. I met Sue, I'm like, cool, like whatever, you know. And yeah. uh, and he um, and he was trying to get me a receiver because uh, you know, I was playing both. So all yeah. the schools that, that like I was getting recruited by, they was they gave me the option between receiver and, and corner or DB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was he wanted me to play receiver. Yeah, and I was he was like, a dope receiver coach too. Yeah. So yeah. like for me, I was like, I was like, cool. I was like, I'll play receiver, but but I was but I kind of like at that time because of the fact I had to, I had to like kind of you know, I don't know like it might I think now like looking back on it as you know older adult, I think it was kind of like a, I had I really definitely had some some ego and pride things going where it was like okay. because I I sat uh, because I had to sit my junior year and I didn't get many you know whatever and then I had to switch to DB. I was kind of like you know what I'm just a DB like I'm you know what I mean like I'm still playing receiver I'm still doing this whatever because mm-hmm. you know I, obviously I enjoy it and I love playing offense. But in my mind, privately, I was like, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I don't want to be sitting behind people or whatever. I want right. to just like see if, I, see if I could force my way in because defense, you could be a little bit more aggressive, right. uh, you know. So, uh, so when Soup was like, and you know, was telling me about receiver, I was like, you know, I was, you know, I'm saying yeah, but uh, like ultimately when I got there, like I, you know, I'm like I'm like I'm playing DB. But uh, after, but my my top three ended up, you know. So then I went that, then I went to Louisville. Louisville was good. Only thing with Louisville was when we spoke with Louisville's coaches. Uh, my, my uncle asked him, like, asked Charlie Strong, like, if the NFL, if somebody offers you more money, like, are you going to stay? And he's like, obviously, if somebody offered me, you know, a certain amount of money, like, I got to take that, whatever. And ultimately, that's what he did well, in my tenure at, uh, in college. He ended up yeah. switching in kind of Texas. Yeah. So that was so that was kind of like I enjoyed it, but it was kind of like, you know, we, I kind of knew that wasn't going to happen just because uh, they was having too much success. And he was already yeah. like, kind of like, you know, halfway out the door. And right. then um, – and then I went to Pittsburgh, and I actually loved my Pittsburgh Pittsburgh visit. Uh, me yeah, and that Willie was where, that was where Aaron Donald was there. Yeah. So yeah. So me. So me and uh. So we played and, Pittsburgh. We played Pittsburgh that 2011 season. Yeah. Uh, and actually, yeah, I, I just remember hearing a lot about Aaron Donald, but he didn't do much versus, versus when we played my senior year. Yeah. So so Pittsburgh, I, I loved that. I loved that. Um, I loved it. It was it was amazing. Um, yeah. honestly, and uh. And, you know, I was really interested in that. Uh, and then right after I finished my Pittsburgh visit, um, during that time period, uh, uh, Co- Coach Urban Meyer, you know, he was he had just got into uh, at Old State as the coach. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, they had a coach. His name was Coach Johnson. I can't remember his first name, but his name was Coach Johnson. He was like a black DB coach at Old State uh, prior to Urban. And he used to come to the games all the time for Devin. And he was always at the camps. And like I would always talk to him too, and then uh, you know he during the season he was always like, yeah, we, you know we might have a spot. Like that's all I, that's all he would say to me like during the season. My mm-hmm. senior, they used to tell me the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that's how he would say, like we might have a spot. This and that. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like I'm not gonna get my hopes up, but like whatever. Right. And, right. Um, and know, then like I think naturally we all we we do though. We still yeah, you hope. definitely get no, 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 back no. of your mind. You hoping yeah. like, man, I'm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to me, I'm keep I'm keeping the straight face. I'm like, I ain't gonna get too excited, whatever. Right. But like in, right. in my mind, I'm like, obviously, like you know, <laughs> right. like my first the 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 first time I played football was in Columbus, Ohio. So like when I became a super fan, obviously Ohio State was like right in my back door at that of time. Course. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. and then being from the Ville like area, being right in that lake, it's like it's how right. could you not? 
all right. all my family played at Glenville. It's like it's it's like you know it's kind of right. like a, like it's you know what it is. You probably say it, but you're not trying to like say it too much. Like at that time, right. you're like I don't know if it's gonna be a possibility, right? Whatever. Right. But uh, but yeah. So then uh, after my fourth official uh, uh, with Pitt, that's when Urban uh, I guess contacted again. He said that like they they was gonna have a spot or they was gonna try to get me in there with Devin. And I would talk to him at the track practices, like he would call up there, you know, having long talks. Everybody was telling me, like, you know, they're going to get a spot. They got a spot. They're going to try to get from me. He's like, but when we get you on the official, like, we're going to need you to commit. Like, we can't, like, you know, you can't wait. Like, because we're right. getting, we, we basically making room for you type. Right. Uh, and then right before the week or whatever to do the official, Coach Johnson leaves and goes to Arkansas. And then from there, it was like, I guess you know it's a whole different reevaluation period, and yeah. you know I guess I guess my name didn't go back across the desk again, and okay. uh, and then from there it was like you know uh, uh, from there it was like I you know kind of had to choose at that point, so um, so I'm like Pitt, I love I love that Pitt visit, um, Iowa at the time I was like I, I was interested in, in in a lot of it, and it was and it surprised me more. I feel like it surprised me more than anything because I didn't really know too much about like the history you know, mm-hmm. uh, about being an Iowa football player. Um, mm-hmm. But going on that official with my mother, um, like, I felt like I, I, I was like, I was really interested in it. It was like, it was way cooler than I, than I expected because of the first conversation I had with Phil Parker, how it went. I was kind of like, I wasn't expecting it to be, you know, yeah. as good. Um, and I think that was actually, I think that was actually, I actually went during uh, your senior, it was your senior year. Uh, yeah, bank yeah. Was my, okay. I think it was okay. during the bank. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so, um, so, it's weird. It's weird that like I got a pretty good memory, but I don't remember us connecting. Like they didn't. They didn't. Connect. No, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't. Yeah. And they, they but, didn't say nothing either. So it was kind of like. I and you know what? It's it's funny now that I think back on it. I think I realized that why they didn't because 2000, 2000, 2011, It was a crazy year because it was three of us still on the team. Me, Bruce Davis, and Woody Lowe. But Will got caught up with the rhabdomyolysis thing earlier that year with Chris Doyle. And he yeah. ended up he ended up quitting like because of that, and then Bruce quit like the second season after like the Ohio State after the Iowa State game. So yeah. I was literally, I was literally like when I went to Iowa, we was trying to be that that secondary pipeline under Ohio State because it was it was five of us: me, Bruce Davis, Willie Lowe, Derek Smith, yeah. Arvell Nelson. It was five of us. So we like, man, we gonna be this next pipeline. It was five of us there yeah. at, at one point. And then I, I ended up being the only guy to finish. Like, you know, I started my senior year, but I was the only guy to finish in the program. So I yeah. think that's probably why, because I remember, I'm just like, man, we went to the same high school. Why wouldn't they connect me with him? I'm, I'm a senior, I'm a starter. Like, yes, I'm about to leave, but I still did four and a half years in this program. I did I did five years in this program. So I thought that yeah. was weird that that they, that they didn't connect. Yeah, because I, I, in my mind, I, I kind of knew, I knew you were there and like who went to like honestly I didn't know prior to like the like the offers and all that because I like I said I didn't research Iowa enough until I went you know but once I went um uh uh somebody in the neighborhood was telling me about it like I was training at, at up at up at uh Bump Taylor and somebody was up there somebody's father was up there and they was telling me about like who was there and like probably you know and who was there prior and they was just telling me about it and I was like oh I didn't even know all of this you know yeah uh but um, yeah. So then when I went, so when I went, I actually went with Alex Pace. We went on our official together, and uh, and like yeah, we like I remember I remember seeing. I actually do vivid. I have like a picture of seeing you because I remember once I like 
like once I peeped, I was kind of like, I was kind of like, dang, like he went to the Ville. But then I'm like, I, I, like, I don't know, still, I think in a way for me, I'm still in high school. So like, like seeing like, you know, a senior college football player, <laughs> right, like you, right. you still kind of, you still kind of look way like older and like, you know, like I ain't really trying right. to approach you like, oh no. Right, right, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I so get I, you, man. I, so I was just like, I just, you know, it was like, I, I guess like I, I'll probably get to who talk to him at you? some point. Who, who hosted you on your visit? Uh, who was with me? Well, who, who hosted you? Like, what football player? Uh, 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 Jordan Lomax. Okay. Jordan Lomax. okay. So he's okay. year older than me. Yeah, so I had Jordan okay. Lomax. My, yeah, Lomax uh, is cool. Cool dude. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. Yeah, so yeah. And, and, and me and Lomax ended up being in the same senior class because my freshman year, he uh, he got hurt. But yeah, that's Okay, and yeah, and you didn't register. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't red shirt. So okay. So yeah. Okay. So so basically, I, I chose. I had to choose between. Uh, I chose. I was going to choose between. Uh, I basically my choice. I'm just going to say my choice. At the at the time, top three. I was just going to choose between the the officials that I went on. It was the four teams that I went officials, mm-hmm. and uh, I really liked Louisville the most. Like from just like the idea of being there, and like yeah. you know, they, they kind of ran like a track style. They was telling me like they work out regimen. They were saying like they they like to do a lot of uh, like running on the track and sprint mm-hmm. work and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I yeah. felt like it kind of like matched like my style of play. Uh, right. But but the fact that they like we didn't know if the coaching staff was gonna be there for that long, it was kind of right. like it was kind of like rolling dice. It was uncertainty, yeah. Yeah, so I had to kind of edge them out because of that, and then. Uh, in the Hawaii situation, I was still interested in it. Uh, I was still interested in it, and I think that was probably I'll, I'll say that was still in my top three. And then it was Pitt, and then it, and then it was Iowa. Uh, once Ohio State uh, fell out of place when the the cornerbacks coach left, um, and then uh, from there, you know, I was you know uh, I, I ultimately me and Willie Willie Earl Henry we uh, we actually went again. We told him like. We were gonna go to pit. We like, yeah, like like right before Sunday. We like, we like, yeah, I think we just gonna go to pit. Uh we both enjoyed our visit there. This is and that. And then uh basically he had like a long talk to us about like like just comparing apples and oranges. He's like, yeah, like 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 Big Ten is like a bigger stage, like this is and that, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And at the time I kind of didn't really, I didn't really take that. Like I like I was like, all right, like you know, it's again. So it's like I'm you know, I'm gonna listen to whatever he say because I mean he ain't, hasn't said nothing wrong. He ain't said nothing wrong this entire time I've been there. So I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously I wanted to play with like some of my, my other teammates that, you know, I was yeah, yeah. left with. But That's I was like, crazy I was like, though. So y'all, y'all, y'all initially wanted to go to Pitt and then, but Earl ended up going yeah. to Michigan and you yeah, ended up going to Because okay. Earl got Michigan late, like, and then, you know, like the Iowa thing was kind of late too. So it was just like, we had, we didn't really have that much time to like, to you think know, about like it. Yeah. to really like sort everything the right way. So right. once once we did do the pit thing, it was more off the feeling. It was like the feeling of it. We was just like it felt like more like you know two hours away from home. It felt like more like comfortable, like you know, and right. uh, and uh, and for me, I felt like I, I went to I went to that was actually the one camp that I went to that summer going into my senior year that I didn't get an offer, but like I got from them, but I got offer from other people at the camp, other coaches at the, at the pit Pittsburgh camp, but Pitt right. didn't give me one directly until after the season. And from there, I was like, oh, bet. And then I went on official and they had a new coaching staff. And it was like, yeah, like we really want you, this, this and that, whatever, whatever. And uh, and I, it felt like, it felt right. Uh, it felt right to me at the time. Uh, and then like when I spoke again, like kind of like, he kind of like gave me a different perspective of it. And I'm like, okay. And then uh, I, had, you know, I had to you know, shoot Pitt down. 
And then for whatever reason, for whatever reason, I still didn't, I, I still didn't like officially shoot Louisville down or something. So on my signing day, uh, Iowa sent their uh, sign their paperwork and Louisville sent their paperwork. And oh, they were, Louisville, okay. Louisville, Louisville was like, I want you to put, I want them to put both paperwork in front of you. But then, you know, again, wasn't doing that. He like, no, nah, <laughs> you're not doing it. We already decided that they, the coaching right. staff ain't gonna be there. You know what I mean? Like, right. You go with the solid. And he had, he had a good connection with Phil Parker, and you know, the, the coaches I'm surprised. there. And, and then, obviously, what you, what you were telling me, y'all were already there. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and he kind of, he kind of was telling me like, the, you know, the, like he kind of wanted me to go there, and like, uh, he was like, like his, his thing was he wanted me to go there and kind of like. Like, you know, just, you know, be a good dude and just like kind of like, you know, like, yeah. I guess like showed him a different perspective of like, you know, whatever was, whatever, I, I you know, whatever was going on, you know, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't really. I didn't really know what was going on. So it was like, that yeah, was just like, yeah, like yeah. Totally. And see, no, bro, like, that's the thing. That's why I wanted to talk to you about it because, like, I'm surprised that Gian even wanted you to go there because, because nobody, nobody really had no success. Like, yeah. like before, nobody before you really had success coming out of Iowa, pretty much except me. Like, I was the only one that actually started a whole season and, you know yeah. what I mean? And, um, and, and, and finished what I started, basically. Everybody else end up either got kicked out or they end up, you know, just quitting because of how they were being treated. So that's what was surprising to me. I I just thought like he, you know, he would have um, talked to you into going somewhere else. So you know, yeah. like you said, if you if you and Earl was gonna go together to pit, then y'all do that. I was it was a surprise. Now the Michigan move for Earl makes sense because Frank was already yeah, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Frank was already there killing. Frank was yeah, already it makes so much sense. sense. You know what I mean? But, yeah, so when he so when he said it, so when he said it, so at first when he said to Willie, I was kind of like when he was telling Willie about, it, I was like, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And then it, for me, it was kind of like, like I still had, I had, I also had Illinois uh, in the Big Ten. Ind Indiana was actually Indiana was actually interested. They came to my house and they was they was trying to offer. Okay. And Justin was, was to, Illinois. Justin was yeah. Illinois your year, right? Yeah, yeah. So okay. since Justin had Illinois and Viangelo uh, Bentley had had Illinois, uh, okay, so, like it would have been, it could have been three of us there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, for whatever reason, like we was explaining it, like I felt like he was just he was game was just sold on on Iowa, like for me, and I was just and for me, I ain't really like you know I don't really know why in my mind, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but when that's I got what, man, that's why I love hearing people explanation because because I got the same explanation. Nobody really like once again say something like you said. We all gonna listen, so it's kind of like it's all, I, it's not that like you don't have an opinion in the matter. But it's almost kind of like you just you just persuaded to go because of what Gibbs be saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But you not fully like I like I can't say I was a hundred percent sold on Iowa. I just yeah. Gibbs was so sold on them. So I'm just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, and and like I said, I, and I don't put and I don't put like none of the whole responsibility on Gibbs either because like I could have you know it's my decision, so I could have probably like vetoed and be like, nah, like whatever it is, but. Yeah. uh I feel like I feel like I didn't really have. I feel like also like looking back in hindsight, I feel like I just didn't have enough time. Like I didn't have enough time to like really like like have real conversations with my mother and my family and like you know I didn't you know I, like I was trying to sort it out on my own, but it, right. it like during that time period you know it was it was also a lot of other stuff going on like like in my like home situation it wasn't yeah, personal. Like, you know what I mean it, it yeah. kind of like for me during that time period it was like it was like again say this like for me in my mind I'm like. 
like he he probably didn't observe something or he probably knows something that you know like i don't right. know so i'm just like i'm just like it is what it is and hopefully right. this, this this thing work out somehow <laughs> like, right right oh yeah no, yeah. no, no, no I, I got you i got you <laughs> so man like talk like, i remember my transition being in 2007 yours 2012 but talk about your transition you know what i'm saying going from the inner city of cleveland 130 st clair to <laughs> Iowa City, Iowa, Hillcrest dorms. It's just a, I always tell people, it's a completely different life. And, and that transition always ain't easy for everybody. Like, like it took me a couple of months to just get used to being in an environment with a lot of white people. You know, I had never, growing up where we grew up, I never even had a conversation with a white woman. Like, yeah. like only white people I ever met was probably the teachers, a couple of teachers, you know, growing up uh, in CMSD. And, uh, you know, when we used to play, like, Sandy Mace's football, basketball, stuff like that. But that was pretty much it. Like, so how was your transition? It seemed like your transition was pretty seamless because, like you said, you didn't register that year. You actually played. So what yeah. was it like? Give me an inside look on that. What was your transition? Um, I mean, for me, it was – all right, so as it pertains to, like, like, uh, like race and, like, just, you know, just being in a, in a, in a white environment and growing up in a, in a predominantly uh, black uh, neighborhood – uh, I feel like like the school part was the part that was more so like, you know, and then obviously the football, you know, the football and school part was like what, you know, was like the culture shock part of it. And then also like for me, like actually my grandmother's, my grandmother's white, like my grandmother is like half Irish, half Italian. Um, okay. So like, so like coach, coach my, my uncle, coach uh, Tony Overton, my mom, you know, my, my uncle Timmy, like they all, they, they all have, you know, so uh, yeah. But like growing up, like my grandmother, uh, Donna Overton, she um she lived, she kind of she lived with, with us, like or we lived with them, like on Hopkins, and uh and like you know she she was she she was like the closest person in my family until she passed away when I was in tenth grade, um okay. like and like we would go see we would go see my auntie Ruthann, her sister, but like a lot of her family, like uh like uh, on the Italian side, like we didn't, we weren't really like too tight, like we, like we didn't really see them as much. But like I would see, I would be with my grandmas. I would, you know, we would have like my white cousins sometimes come over. Uh, also, like my uh, my my father, uh, Christopher Christopher Draper. He um, uh, uh, he married my mom when I was one, and um, we uh, and his he's half black, half uh, Thai. So like my grandmother on that side oh, is, is 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 Asian. So it's like oh, Thai. Okay. You know what I mean? And then yeah, that's my grandma. But my grandfather on both of them is, you know, black, you know what I mean? And then my, like, uh, like, uh, my actual biological father, he, um, his, like, he, he's black too. So like, like, I, I wasn't really like me and my biological father, we're not that close, but, uh, but like my grandma, my grandmother on that side and my cousin and stuff, like I would see them way more. I, like, I, I probably, I count on one hand many times, like I didn't probably been with my actual biological father, but like mm -hmm. I was around my family on that side a lot too. So okay. I feel like growing up, I always had like a base of like diversity. Okay, you, know you already I mean? had a base of yes. Yeah. I, I, I had, I, I was just all straight, always around all black people. Like yeah, yeah. So my so, whole life. But, like. but but like you know, what I mean, I grew up in inner city, so it's like everywhere I went, like I went to school, all black kids. It's yeah. like you know, what I mean, like I'm black, like I'm like out of my like out of my family, like all, like they all light skinned. It's only me and Matt and probably Chris Overton, uh, my yeah. cousin, who like we like darker in our family. But uh, but like other than that, like I feel like I had like a good. I felt you know my my view of diversity and people, like mm -hmm. you know I, I didn't really I wasn't really too judgmental as you know as it pertained to like people like being different race just because of family, but 
that's where the shock really hit me hard because like, and I think it hit me like even hard, like I don't like, I can't compare it to, you know, to you or somebody else, but I feel like it hit me real hard uh, at Iowa at some point because, uh, because I feel like my introduction to like race and like, you know, differences and stuff like that was through family. And I feel like with family, it's kind of like, it's just, it's all love. It's all unconditional love. Whereas like, like when you go to go to somewhere else and like, certain people they ain't never seen black people and you ain't their family and it ain't whatever it is exactly. it's a whole you know what i mean it's a it's a different vibe it's a different vibe it's a whole different vibe it's a whole different vibe and then yeah. like and like you said like like you grow up in the inner city you grow up poor like it's like you know like we like 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 all right i've seen i had diversity in my thing but i ain't had no money so it's like it's like i still was like you know so when i get right. to iowa Right. You still don't speak that language. They don't speak yeah, that language. Yeah, I don't language. speak none of that. Not, speak, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not from the same culture. You're not from the same yeah, culture. At all, not the same. At, all. <laughs> at all. Like, yeah. so like when you get there, it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's just a bunch of stuff that's just like, you know, and I and I feel like I tried to be open-minded a lot, you know, just because of my family, uh, yeah. you know, history. And it was just yeah. like, but I feel like, I feel like in a way, it's just a lot of times it's just like, like, like when you see people and they, see, like if I see somebody and they see me, like they're not gonna know my family history. It's just like I'm black. Like you know what I mean. Right. So it's like right. whatever stereotype stereotypes come with that is just gonna come with it. Right. And, um. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that was like one of the, the biggest things for me was like was like I feel like I I always was like aware and my family always kept me aware of like race and like you know things like that. But I feel like when I got to Iowa, um, I experienced a lot of things that um that like I was like I was told before was like an actual you know about race and like how mm-hmm. you know certain people might not like you certain people might be raised a different way from you and whatever mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. um and you know I kind of I felt I feel like I kind of just learned how the world view view me like you know at mm-hmm. being at Iowa and being alone on my own and yeah you know yeah oh yeah no doubt no doubt so yeah man like I said you was there from um 2012 to 15 about 30 tackles nine PBUs one pick you were on that Rose Bowl team, I think that was a senior year on on that on that magical Rose Bowl team. Just talk about man, some moments that stand out. Um, my redshirt sophomore year, we went eleven and two. When we went to BCS Bowl, we won the Orange Bowl. We were Big Ten runner up um, that year after Ohio State, just like y'all were that year. Um, yeah. Think Michigan, y'all, think Michigan State beat y'all. We lost Ohio State overtime. Shoot. Um. So I know. I know. With being with being on those kind of teams, feel like I know yeah. what that's like like you know what I mean. Yeah. Being a part of stuff like that, I I I understand it. So just give me an inside look. Talk about kind of that year, the diaspora, the team. How yeah. did you deal with those adversities? I noticed you wanted to start more, play more. Um, yeah, I, I've talked to obviously like when I was there, Kirk C, Carl Davis, all those guys were were my were my dudes. Don Shepard, those were like my young dudes. Like yeah. I, I always tried to show them the way and show them how to kind of migrate through the Iowa football program because it's not easy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, so, and I feel like once you got there, you viewed them as the older guys. And I know they did a good job of showing you how to migrate yeah. through the program. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, yeah. So um, just talk about all those fields, you know, during your career and then that 2015 season. Yeah, so when I first got to Iowa, uh, that's the first summer. No, no money, super poor. Uh, I lived in a house with uh, Damon Bullock, Cody Sokol, Jordan Kanziri. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, Jordan Kanziri, Jake Hill, 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 uh, Hill was it Jake Hilly? Uh, yeah, uh, who else stayed? It was telling me it was 10 of us in his house. Uh, Quentin Austin. Yeah, uh, Nico, I used to go, Nico, Nico I used Law. To, 
I used to go pick up uh uh Bullock <laughs> from that house. Like yeah, because so when he first when he first came to Iowa, he used to be like late to practice. Like yeah, <laughs> and yeah. everybody thought he was talented. The coaches loved him, but they just he just wasn't good with time. So I started yeah. picking him up. Taking him yeah. to the training table, taking him to the house, like like all that. <laughs> yeah. So it was uh so it was um so it was me and Jaleel Johnson. We were we were the freshmen in that house. Okay. And, um and yeah, so that first summer it was it was it was kind of rough, but like uh like Nico and a couple of those guys, like they kind of like they, they uh I remember Cody, uh Jay, everybody just kind of like was just like looking out, you know, whatever, and just trying to make sure we was good. Mm-hmm. Um but, uh, our first summer. And then I actually crashed Jordan Kanziri's moped uh, into Jalil. Jalil was parked on his moped, and I was like going full speed, like, like it was like all the fresh. In the, the summer, whole or, or in, in the, the summer, during the fall? In the summer. summer. This is before the fall. This is before I suited up in Iowa. Anything. This is before training camp. This is the first. This is the first summer because our our class. And Kanziri was, was like the star running back, right? Yeah, he was. He was no, but he, but he had just got hurt too, so he was kind of like he was. I think he started, he, was. Bowl, he started in our bowl game. Yeah, but, yep. but he had this guy on the field because we had so many running backs to go out. They, they were in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so that summer, um, honestly, from the jump, my 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 class, my freshman class coming in, like we got real tight. Like I'm talking about black, white, it didn't matter. Like we was all like together. And then I I think I think um, for me, I feel like uh, like. Like I, I like I said before I got there, I watched film and everybody recruiting. I watched all the recruiting videos and you know seeing everybody's highlights. So when I got there, like I didn't care like you know, where you from. It's just like I know who you know who I was like. I was like I was like oh this person is like a baller. This person a baller. And like we right. we would speak about that. So then uh, like like from the jump like since we all got close like it was George Kittle you know uh, uh, Tavon Smith. Uh, it was just a bunch okay. of people in that class. And hey, we, um, damn, y'all, y'all, y'all had a strong class. Oh, we, yeah, we had a class. We definitely had a class. <laughs> uh, uh, and um, yeah, so we, we were just, we just all was like, all right, let's just all like hang out. So it was like, all right, well, who got mopeds and who don't? And we like structured that. And like, it was like all 30 of us would just get, get on mopeds and just ride around Iowa City like that first <laughs> summer. And that was just so fun. Like, just like yeah. hanging out, riding around. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, as a freshman, uh, that first summer, they kind of like give you slack on conditioning. Like they don't let you, like you're not doing the same amount of like reps as like the right. older dudes, whatever, because they right. trying to like, it, like slowly bring you into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we would finish conditioning and we would be like, man, like y'all want to go ride out? And they'd be like, yeah, let's ride out. And it would be like all 30 of us would just get on bikes and we rode out. And I remember uh, that night it was like, like we ride, we tried to ride to like the lake for whatever reason. And there's no lights on this street to get to the right. reds. Right. It's like, there's no light. It's right. like dark. It's one road going this way. It's one road coming back this way. And right. I remember the, my, like it was deer on the side of the road. And like the whole like freshman group went to like, look at the deer. And for me, I'm like, I don't really care about deer. It's like, that ain't, you know what I mean? Right, like, right, right. <laughs> like, I don't really care for it. So right. I'm just like, I'm gonna keep riding. And I'm, I'm just riding along, whatever. And then the car comes by. I remember visiting, it was a white car came by on the other side of the road. It was coming by fast around the corner and it was dark out. So I was like, oh snap, like they, I don't want them to get hit or nothing. So I'm like, just like riding, but I'm like, I'm like looking back and I'm like, hey, get out the road, get out the road. And I'm like, tell him get out the road. And then I guess Jalil's just parked for whatever reason. I don't know, he was parked in the middle of the road. And I'm like, looking back, tell him to get out the road. And I just hit like this rail on the back of his bike. 
you know, 320 pounds. I'm, and I just flip off the bike. I had a huge gash on my knee. I had to uh, end up calling, um, I think his name Mitch Kepi. Uh, he was a freshman uh, office alignment in, in my in my class. They called him. He had a big truck. They came and picked up Jordan uh, Moped and then George uh, Kittle, uh, Mike Malloy. And I think it was like maybe one other person like in the room. They all took me to the hospital and they just sat in the, in the hospital room with me uh, while I uh, while I, you know, they checked my knee. I had to yeah. get surgery. I had to get like a surgery cleaning. It wasn't like I didn't tear nothing, but I had to get surgery cleaning on my knee. Uh, oh, wow. And I, mean, I could <laughs> That's a hell of a this, start. It's the first <laughs> summer. I didn't even play yet. And I, I just remember I'm just in the hospital. Like, I remember I didn't get to tell my mom what happened because it happened so far. I crashed. I'm like, what? I'm looking at my hands, make sure nothing messed up. And I see the big gash. They record my knee. They called it. Dude picked me up. Whatever. We get to the hospital. Uh, George get me in there, whatever. And they, we sit. I'm in the, I'm in the bed. And, like, they they check my knee. And once they check my knee, they was like, we got to sedate you. They sedated me. I'm under. I didn't get to tell my mom nothing. I, I get out of the thing. And I guess they, you know, now I'm getting texts from my mom and she like hearing what's going on. And I just remember I was like, I'll wake up. It'd be like the doctor go to sleep. I wake up Parker, like in this room with me. And he just like kind of looking at me and I go to sleep, wake up. And it was like, you know, it was like that type vibe. Okay. And then, and then uh, so I had to rehab. I was on that treatment plan which is crazy at iowa like you gotta wake yeah. up early it's a it's a regimen be there at you know? five six a.m every day before everybody all that yeah yeah, yeah. it's a whole different regimen so yes. um it's so so from the jump i had that regimen but luckily you know i had my my senior today appointed me as like my like senior person was mike uh, was mike high so okay. that was like a good person to like you know have as like you know a senior like mentor uh, yeah, Micah, yeah, yeah Micah, so. Micah came in kind of just like you. Um, like he didn't register, he played, but his, his freshman year was that 09 year. Yeah. So like he was coming in spelling dudes and uh, I think he ended up even like, no, I don't think he started that year, but he played like like significant snaps and all that. And then obviously yeah. you know you know the player he should he still well he about to go in a year yeah. eight or nine Pro Bowl player. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so my fresh yeah. so my freshman year I played nickel dime with uh with Micah and BJ and I think uh, you know, like Castile was like was also in that in that rotation. Okay. Um, we didn't have we didn't have a good year at all. So I played I also played a lot. Like, but I, I played. Yeah, I was first. say 2012. Y'all went. That was the first year. It was like four, I think we went four, four and eight. Yeah, four and eight. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So the but from the jump, I played like the first the first drive of defense. Like I was on I was on I was already like on the nickel, you know, yeah. and. Uh, and, you know, but basically that year was like balling and rehabbing because, you know, just my knee just was like, it was different from just having something, you know, from yeah. being like perfectly healthy to like having something that you got to like, you know, yeah, yeah, be, be mindful of. And then my, my sophomore year, I'm like, all right, well, you know, let's let's go even harder. So we went hard and, you know, I, I still ended up falling into that same nickel dime role, you know, then it's subbing in, like depending on, you know, the situation at, uh, at like at the main base defense. Yeah. On basically, and 2013 um, was that the year y'all played LSU? No, yeah, that, was the, that was the LSU okay. game. So that's when they had OBJ so, and Landry. Yeah, so so then actually going into that that LSU uh, camp, uh, BJ BJ was the starting corner on the one side, and uh, and he um, he ended up having to get uh, BJ Lauer. He ended up having to get uh, his meniscus surgery on his meniscus, which a couple of seniors had to do. So because they didn't know if he was going to play or not. Like I had to, I was starting like going into the LSU uh, bowl game, and uh, 
and like I think right before we went down, or like as soon as like as soon as we got down there, it was either right before we went down, like the day before or something. Uh, I went up for a pass with with Smitty, and we came down. I hit my knee, like going into the bowl game, and tore my PCL fifty percent. And like I didn't even get to play. They shot quarters on my knee. I didn't even get to play in the game. Okay. So uh, so that's how my sophomore year ended. And I'm just like, all right, like I'm pretty much like like you know the first injury was my fault the, you know the yeah. pain. but then yeah. that the football injury is kind of like dang i'm kind of at that point it's kind of like dang i feel like i'm like i don't know like injury like, prone like like what was you thinking in your head like you can't you can't I'm, stay I'm, away from I'm injuries th- or yeah i'm thinking i'm thinking injury prone i'm thinking like i feel like that was like kind of like after a while i'm like dang i'm kind of like coming off as injury prone and that has never been the case for me. I feel like I, I I always been somebody that's just like i'm always available you know right right like, i'm never like you know so but it just, it just for whatever reason, it's just, this will, the cars was being dealt to me. Yeah, and I, football and I, guys, man, you never know. Yeah. And I think, and I think ultimately, I feel like it was, it was really just growing up, though. I feel like I, I feel like I needed to grow up a little bit more. Like now, in hindsight, you know, and at that time, I didn't know what I was just like, it just was depression and mm-hmm. sad. And I was just like, man, like I feel like things keep getting good, then they get bad, then they get good. Yeah, and they get bad. And, right. And it's like, this, this <laughs> your dream. This our dream. Like when shit don't yeah. go. How you want it to go, or what you envisioned it, how it to go? Like, yeah, of course you're gonna yeah. be depressed, sad. What do you know? All those emotions. Yeah. So, so then, um, so then, uh, shoot. The next, the next semester, uh, okay. going into spring ball, going into my junior year, uh, Parker made me the starter. He like named me the starter. But at the time, mind you, I didn't, I didn't know my PCL was fifty percent torn. Though I, I. I I just thought it was a sprain or something bad. I knew something was bad, something was messed up with it, but I didn't actually know what, what it was exactly. It wasn't really like explained to me in depth. Uh, so when I named me the start of my spring ball, I, uh, I, the first practice I'm like starting and the first, literally the first week of practice, my knee just swelled up like a balloon. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. And Parker like, man, you gotta get it checked out. So I went to get it checked out. The doctor's like, oh, good thing. Like it's 20, it was 20, it's 25% torn now, it's 50%. I'm like, Dang, like what? I didn't even know I had whatever it is, but that's a different story for another day. But I'm just like, I was like, what? Like, I don't know. It was kind of in my mind, like, whatever. Like, and then like I I toughed it out, finished the spring ball, whatever, uh, in a competition thing. And then uh and then my then that summer came about and I felt like my wheels got back for whatever reason. It felt like it like everything got better. I feel yeah, like I could but run. you never got to but you never got to BCO fixed or anything. No, I didn't get no surgery. I, they just tell okay. you just got to strengthen the muscle around it, whatever. So, I was, you know, I just like, you know, stay. I on my <laughs> yeah, so I just had to stay on my treatment and uh, and just get right. And you know, and, and that's that summer, I feel like I got my wheels back. I felt good. You know, I feel like a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people going down that I was in competition with, like out of the cornerbacks. So I was like doing. 2014 was that the year that that Desmond came, or he came 2015. Oh, he came. He came, he came my second year, he came 2013. So, okay, so, okay. so, uh, so, uh, going into that sophomore year, uh, I guess that was the first, that was a challenge. I guess I, 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 uh, I took out, I didn't say. So that going into that sophomore year before, way before the PCL injury, uh, it was, it was BJ, it was Lomax, it was me, it was Desmond, and it was, um, I think it was Reese, Reese Fleming. Uh, and and uh, Greg Maven wasn't even he was playing safety he wasn't even playing corner at the time so he wasn't in that competition but uh, but basically uh, Desmond was the freshman so he was doing like threes and stuff like that like threes sometimes twos reps and then everybody else was doing like twos and ones you know trading off on that 
And then when the first game came, like it was low and BJ as the starters at corner, which I kind of knew because like, like the, the whole time when I would have my meetings with the coach, they would just say like, yeah, like one of the reasons why we don't, we're not like too confident in like starting you, even though you've been like playing as a freshman all the way, you know, and having so many reps, like out of like, mm-hmm. you know, all the young guys is because like, we, we don't really know if you like really know the playbook, you know, like it's like the mental thing, whatever. So I'm like, okay, cool. Like I can't really like attest to that because like, honestly, I feel like I am learning. You know, like in my mind, I'm like, I feel like I actually am learning like right now. So right. I so I really and I and I respect I respected BJ Lowry a lot and I respected Lomax a lot. So I would just I would just like gladly like always ask them questions and they would answer them and you know, like mm-hmm. uh and just help me on that end. And um so when the first game came around, um Lomax got hurt in the first half and BJ got hurt in the first half. And uh, but when when one I forgot who went down first. It probably was low first went down. Uh, it was supposed to be uh, in my mind. I'm like it's supposed to be me next. You know what I mean? But I'm like I'm not gonna say nothing. So Parker like yeah like he pulled me and Desmond. He like he like yeah uh, Desmond's gonna go in first. And then if he messes up, you go in. I'm like I'm like okay like whatever like it is what it is. <laughs> so then Des go in. And at first I'm like, I'm like, all right, like, am I just waiting for this dude to mess up? Cause I don't think that's how like you know like it's my teammate. I ain't I don't right. think I'm really supposed to be like. Right, I'm trying to bank on him to mess up, like you know right. what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, so it's I'm just crazy. like on the side. I'm kind of on it's the side. Like, I don't really know how to feel right now. <laughs> like, right, no, it's crazy, bro. I went through one. I went through the same thing, and a lot of, and obviously, you know, a lot of Hawkeye fans listen to this podcast. Um, but a lot of Hawkeye fans don't know this, bro. But in 2009, um, our we play we play Arizona our third game. So we beat we beat Northern Iowa barely by field goal. We blocked it, we blocked the kick, and then Iowa State we blew them out. But we didn't play well on defense. Like the defensive line didn't play well. Yeah. So I remember going into the Arizona game. They had a squad. They had um um uh, what's the what Nick, Nick Foles was the quarterback. Yeah. Um, Brooks Reed and D was crazy. They had a bunch of dudes on defense. And I remember my defensive line coach telling me like because Adrian Claiborne at the time. The first two games, he didn't play that well since I was nine. Yeah. Nobody really knew him. Yeah. But then he told me, like, uh, this Arizona game, if he don't play well in the in the first series, yeah, like, you're going to go in in the second series. Because I graded out better than Adrian versus Iowa State the game before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 that Arizona game ended up being Adrian, like, like, caught, like, like coming out, like, party, like, the first yeah. series, instead of not balling, he like had like two CFLs. He went off, yeah. <laughs> and then just the whole game. I ended up playing against the snaps, but he ended up going off that game. Like like it was an ABC yeah. thirty game, and he went off, bro. Like, yeah. and so it's crazy that like you kind of had the same thing with Desmond. He ended yeah. up being an All American. Yeah. <laughs> so but, that but, series, but, did he did he play well or did, did he? Mess but that's up? all I'm about to tell you. That's all I'm about to tell you. Dead, like he actually like in that game he didn't do bad but he didn't like he that was not his coming out party at all like that oh, wasn't right, this right, is right. like this is like early freshman dead yeah, 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 yeah. No, okay, like, yeah. you know like he he was always talented but like yeah. like that that wasn't like his coming out party but like it was okay. but but the reason why like like this story like it kind of like so like he goes in first he's like yeah if you if he messes up like you go in I'm like okay cool whatever like I, I don't even know how to feel about that but I'm like, all right, I gotta just wait and like see what's going on. Cause like, I mean, I've been playing, so like I'm gonna get in at some point anyway. Yeah. But then literally like the next series, BJ goes down. Like <laughs> he can't play no more. So at that point, my sophomore year, me and Desmond, we start, we had to finish the whole game 
Okay. Uh, I think it was Northern Illinois or something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So me and him. So at that point, it was it wasn't like uh, it wasn't that. So then, but okay. then the next game, BJ came back and Lomax. I guess he was just out, um, or like out for for a while or whatever. And uh, so then, so then it was Dez. So, so then it became so yeah. So then it became like, all right, is it gonna be you or Dez? Uh, like gonna be you know whatever it is, but then it, he was like, all right, we're gonna keep Desmond in on that side because that's the side that he was already on with Lomax was. He's like, and it, but if he messes up or like something, whatever, it's still like kind of like in the air. Yeah. And I think he air. actually, I think, I think we ended up playing like a smaller school, and Des got scored on. It wasn't like he, he didn't really like have like a good game, but it was kind of like it was kind of like one of those situations where it's like where it's like it's like it's like, like he's so young. It's like you know what I mean. It's like it's like you gotta let him keep rocking. Like you can't, you right. know. So. So for me, like me and Dez, like I like as it pertained to football and stuff like that, and just that whole DB core period, like we was always in competition. Like it was like like they always made it a competition thing, right. and like I always played at the end of the day. I always whether it was nickel dime, whatever, I, or forty, whatever. At some point, I always played. So like like I was never like really disgruntled, uh, and I feel like as like us being all around the same age, I feel like we was like real supportive. So like when Dez messed, like I didn't want to see Dez mess up. I ain't want to like, you know what I mean? Right, it was like right, it was a right. weird, you know, it was like one of them things where it's like I want to play. Trust me, I want to play. Right, but, but I ain't still gonna, cool with dude. But, but like, I know yeah, him. I gotta get you know what I mean? Yeah, I know him. And then also like we in this environment, this like like I said, we black. It ain't really like a comfortable. It, you know what I mean? So like you don't really want to see nobody like go through no, you know, right, no right, hard right. time, you know no what I mean? So, right. so me, and him, me, and, me and him was just like super supportive. And like, even though the second game wasn't whatever, then it was like from there, that's when I felt like he started catching his, his uh, like after, it was like the third, fourth game. He started, catching, he started catching his stride with it. And, it, yeah. you know, and uh, and he still wasn't like the the the, t- the peak of his eye or whatever, but he was catching stride and you could see it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um yeah, so then, so then from there, I just I was went back into my not nickel dime, you know that role, whatever. Right. And then I was, I would get in like on forty here and there, um, but then like I said, then I got and then I said I was supposed to start LSU going into LSU. Well, I was starting going into like with the bowl prep and then got hurt PCL tear and then mm-hmm. then the juniors going into junior year it was competition whatever and uh like legs swelled up but i'm still competing whatever still you know trying to like do my thing i'm doing my thing like whatever i think my spring game was was probably the best performance like out of the whole spring ball and then uh camp came around my wheels was back up under me uh i'm doing ones twos and threes reps at times just because everybody just kept going down uh that that camp and then uh i actually got named like i think i would end up getting named like the fourth corner on the roster or something i wasn't like some i wasn't like like I was basically like at somewhere like further down than I was my first and second year, like mm. like going going into my That's, junior year. Going into yeah, yeah. Yeah, going to my junior year. And I was feeling great. Like it was like I was doing one, two, and three reps. I'm getting all these reps. So obviously I'm making most plays, but also like you don't get have probably the most mistakes. So that was like one of the things that was like, yeah, when I called, I'm like, what's going on? Like I'm not in the same position I was in my freshman and sophomore year. And like, you know, like I feel like I've been taking all the reps. I'm doing ones, twos, threes. Like I'm not even, right. I'm showing in my mind, I'm thinking I'm showing y'all endurance right now. And then I'm like, exactly. whatever. And I'm making, I had, I think I, I think I had the most picks that in that camp. I had like, I was blocking field goals and um, 
but like when I spoke to him, he was like, yeah, but you also had the most mistakes. I'm like, yeah, you know, and my mom's still kind of, and I'm like, I don't know, and my mom kind of like, I don't know if this is my ego or my pride, but I'm just like, I feel like obviously I'm had the most mistakes when I'm getting the most reps in my mind. That's what I'm thinking. But right. I'm just like, all right, cool. I made the most mistakes. It's definitely mistakes. So I got to like, you know, got to like learn from that, whatever. Uh, but I had a, but during that time period, because of the injuries and because of, you know, the path of my freshman and sophomore year having like weird injuries. And then this happened. And like, once I'm like starting to like get my, my groove, I felt like, uh, I just went through a depression period and I just like, I, I, I stopped leaving my room. I was like, uh, like I, I would go to, I, I would go to classes and stuff, but like, I would like, I had like a night class and like, uh, I don't know. It was like, it was like a weird, it was a weird time during that junior year. Like that started junior year where like, I was like. I was just like, I was like, just sad. Like, I don't know. I was yeah. just like, I, yeah. I wasn't, just, and I wasn't really eating like that. I lost, and I, I had, it got to one point where like, I just lost like 10 pounds in a week. Cause I just like, I just wasn't really in paying attention to it like that. And I, right. and instead of, instead of them being mad at me or whatever, like uh, coach Ference, uh and, and Doyle was just like, was just asking me like, what was, what was, am I okay? And just trying to see like, what was up with me? And I remember I just telling him, like, yeah, I don't want to be here. Like, I want to go home and, like, figure something out with my family. Like, oh, I just okay. – I, I feel like so I kind of like – you told, you told parents and told that? Yeah, I told parents straight up, like, like at, at a practice. I was like, yeah, I don't want to be here no more. Like, I just don't feel like this is, like, for me no more. I feel like I could probably – I feel like – and then it, it wasn't – and then, it, like, obviously the depression thing was, like, with the football, like, that was, like, a big piece of, like, my life at that time. But I think, yeah. like, also, also that's, stuff going that's, stuff That going is going a life. Yeah, that's my life. So then, but then there's also stuff at home too. Like that's, it's always gonna, it's always gonna be stuff at home. But because of the, it's stuff at home and the stuff and the what I'm gonna be doing yeah. ain't, ain't yeah. falling into place. It yeah. kind of felt like I was just like if, I, if I, the football I, was going was going more towards how you thought it was gonna go, you could probably tough through it. Or I could know, probably whatever. I feel like I could have yeah. toughed it. I could have managed, but I feel like because like it, I felt like it wasn't. I feel like I started going. Through, I went through a dark. I had a dark time. That make it even worse. Yeah, that make it worse. Yeah, and I feel like in college, like a lot, like majority of my college, like. I was like in a real dark place just mentally and just like mm-hmm. it's like I just like I didn't really like I didn't I wasn't enjoying football I wasn't enjoying like life the same at a certain point and yeah. uh I remember when I explained no, that I can to attest Ferenc. to that bro <laughs> yeah so I remember when I explained that to Ferris and Doyle and then uh eventually like Parker like I remember they, when I was saying I wanted to just leave whatever they eventually like Parker was just like and, and all of them was just like yeah like we just want you to like meet with a therapist and like like just like try to like you know figure that like you know like whatever work through it in my mind I'm like man that's not about to work like you know what I mean I'm like who I'm, I'm gonna talk to I think the lady was Kelly but in my mind like she super nice lady let me just say that super nice mm-hmm. lady <laughs> Uh, but in my mom just like she's not gonna be able to relate to me, dude. Like the stuff right. that's going on in my life, the things I'm seeing, like I didn't see I seen my I seen the prom king at, at, at DeVille. Like we had a we had a block party. I seen him die right in front of like, you know what I mean, like in front of us, like just like whatever. It was like it was stuff going on at home and just things that like like and then with the, and on top of the football, I'm like, there's no way possible right. this lady gonna understand like where my mental space is. Like I I like like, you know, and I, I feel like it started being a lot of stuff that, like, I didn't even really even pay attention to, like, when I was growing up, like, the struggles and stuff that just, like, you know, that was still around. That yeah, just, like, yeah, it got worse. Because, I, because, because, like, I didn't have no way, way to, where to channel it and whatever to sort all my mental. I feel like it just felt like it was, like, starting to just, like, weigh on me. And, like, I, I was having suicidal thoughts. And, mm. um, yeah, I was I was. I was I was out of it. I was like I was done with it. But then I started meeting. I started meeting with the therapist, and um, we was meeting like once a week, once or twice a week. 
And at first it was weird, it was awkward. Like I wasn't really, I didn't really have much to say. And then, uh, you know, she would be like, write down like the good things that you did that happened in the day and the bad things. And when we meet again, I want you to read it out to me. Man, I had like a million bad things. I had nothing <laughs> good. I had nothing good to say. I'm just like, right. And she was like, she's like, okay, okay, well, new homework. She's like, don't write anything bad. Write only good. One thing good. Like, think okay. of one thing. It don't have to be nothing crazy. It could just be like you had some good food or something. Like, just write one thing. And I'm like, all right. So then I started doing that. And then, uh, and now, you know, obviously throughout the day, you had to start thinking like, dang, like, what is good? Like, ain't nothing good. Like, in my mind, like, ain't nothing good. But like, what's good? Right. I'm trying to think of what's good. And I think trying to, good, think, right. trying to think of what's good is good in a way. But it, but then when I got to the next session, she was just like, she, we, she was asking me a lot about my family and my mom, my brothers. And I was telling them about like my family and stuff. And she was like, yeah, I noticed the only time you ever smile is whenever you speak about your family. Maybe you should like contact them more because it seems like you haven't really been like reaching out to them. Because for me, it's like I'm going through it. So like I'm like, I'm not trying to put extra stress on my family because, you know, whatever, you know, I don't right. know what they had going on at the time. So, right. you know, and, I'm, and I feel like normally I'm like the person I'm not really complaining like that. I just like I quiet. I just keep it to myself and I just try to like figure it out. So right. uh, so I start reaching out to my mom. And like, and like, she they was like, she, she was like, yeah, don't tell, you don't have to tell them what's going on with you. You can just talk to them, you know, just call them and talk to them, you know, and uh, like, let me know what you guys talked about in our next session. And I would just like start calling my mom more and my brothers. And like, we would just talk about life. And most of the time I call my mom, she, she would just talk most of the time. I just listen to her. And, uh, and it, it made, I ain't gonna lie, it made me, be, it made, it made me like, better. Yeah. it made me better on that end. And then from there, like the, uh, uh, Kelly, uh, she, the therapist, she, she would start coming into practices and I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I just started like falling. It was like at practice, I just felt like I just had a different, once I started talking to my family more, I felt like I just had like a different wind and appreciation toward life. And I just like, I just realized, I was like, man, this football stuff, this ain't my life. Like it's, it's my life, but it ain't like, it ain't everything. Like my family, everything, is, yeah. my family is everything, you know, like, like where I'm from and, you know, people who like love me, that's, that's my all. And that's like, as, long as, as long as we straight, like I'm straight. So like, uh, like, so that's where I, that's how I started approaching it. And I, and like, it started showing on the field. Like I just, I, that's when I caught my first pick or like my only pick at Iowa. And it was like, I, I just was having like, I was just, I was, I, don't know, I was just in a different, different zone that the rest of that junior year. So like okay. whenever I got in, every, whenever I got in, I made a play. I just, I, I felt good. I felt, I would do a little, you know, celebrate. We're not supposed to celebrate, but I, you know, I'd get excited. And it, it was felt like I was getting like, like, Every time something good would happen when I was in the game, like pick or pass, break up, tackle, anything, I would just get chills right after. And it's just like, because mm -hmm. like, I could just remember me like wanting to kill, you know what I mean? Wanting to jump off the bridge yeah. at Iowa or something. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, That's it, real. that type too. And then so, so fast forward going into my senior year, uh, like I said, we were, I had already had a tight bond with like my freshman class. And then like the class above me, like Jordan Kanziri, Lomax, Jake Hilly, all those guys mm -hmm. that was older than me. They're red shirted and we end up being in the same senior class. I feel mm -hmm. like we all was like tight, you know what I mean? Just because of like like I lived in the house with them, you know, Jordan was my was my host, you know, mm -hmm. like my class would hang out together all the time. And even when I was like one of the only freshmen playing and my whole class red and most of my whole entire class red shirted, like I was never like weird to my like my freshman class. Like I was always right. like, like, you know, like we were always yeah, tight. Yeah. yeah, we was always tight. So like when I would have my hardships, I felt like I was, I felt like in the locker room, a lot of the players still like, like mess with me just because right, like, yeah. 
you know, because I, I never gave them no weird stuff. So it was like it was always like a genuine like thing. That's uh, so, so that's why I said so that senior year Rose Bowl, uh, I think that all came about just because we were just also tight. I feel like everybody was like we, we didn't have no. We didn't have no issue like grinding. Yeah, that close, that close knit. Close yeah. we, and we and we competed so early on that by the time it was my senior year, it was like like us competing. It ain't even like this is just what we do, and it's like it, nobody got no hard feelings towards nobody. It's like nobody nobody like wishing bad on nobody. We just all supporting each other, and we all cheer for when people did good. You know what I mean? Yeah. If somebody did bad, we just we we, we would correct them. It wasn't like nobody was trying to isolate nobody. And I feel yeah. like that's why we ultimately won like every game that that regular season. And and ended up in the Big Ten Championship in the Rose Bowl just because of, like, we, we weren't afraid to, like, be, we were closer, you know? Like, it was a, yeah, a tight yeah. situation. Yeah that's, yeah, that's how we were in 2009, too. And that, that always, uh, you know, relates to winning. Um, but I'm super glad that you were able to, you know, find find the light, you know what I mean? Find the light in that darkness, yeah. man, because that shit, that shit is real, man. I didn't really, yeah. I didn't really, I didn't have any dark moments probably until after college, like, yeah. revisiting all the bullshit that I, that I went through the verbal abuse just all this all the all the weird stuff some of them coaches there you would say to you like and you know how Iowa used to be you can't wear earrings no hats and all just all that kind of yeah. stuff yeah. They, they didn't they didn't they didn't know our culture they didn't understand our culture we us us going there we had to perform and so that's why I'm, I'm glad that a lot of those guys came out with their stories and they changed some things within the program yeah. and now a lot of the, a lot of the guys that I hear from you know it's changed it's a oh it's a it's a more balanced culture in that building than than, than what we're used to. Yeah, no, um, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, so, so, I, so I was about to say, in my senior year, actually going into my senior year, I don't know if I, I've mentioned it before. I think I mentioned it before, but uh, like, like it was like me, Jalil, Damon Bullock. We were like going to like meet at Cavante and Carl or something. How they was just like just having people over like for drinks or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were supposed to be meeting them there and we ended up getting pulled over by the police and they ended up pulling guns out and had the canine search us. I remember that. Jaleel tweeted about that 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 experience. Um yeah. when all those guys was coming out about their stories and everything. Yeah, yeah. And they and they, they had they put me in. I was the only one got put in cuffs because I was like talking. I was just like, what what are y'all doing? Like it's so many people getting killed. Like y'all like y'all y'all really gonna pull guns out on us. We are Iowa football players this and that. They weren't trying to hear it. They tried to put me out the car, I put my hand on the door. Yanked the door open, broke the doorknob, put me in handcuffs, put me in the back, searched the whole car, looking for drugs. We had bottles in there in the car. They didn't even like care about the bottles. They just like, we want drugs, I guess, whatever. Didn't find any drugs. And then afterwards, the police apologized. I'm like, yeah, we didn't. Sorry, we didn't know you guys were hawks. This is and that. Like, but we're going to have to charge say, you. But you said y'all was saying something. Y'all was telling them that. I was saying, I was, like, yeah. I was like, check my wallet, check my wallet. I'm just talking. Like, I'm just, I was scared. So I'm just, I was just saying everything, just trying to like not die. Right, right. <laughs> and like they weren't trying to hear it until like after after they didn't get whatever they was looking for, and then they apologized. But it was like yeah, we still had to charge with police interference, put your hand on the door when the police are trying to pull you out. I'm like I was scared. It was, it was a reaction thing, whatever. But whatever. So uh, that whole thing went down, and yeah. uh, and George Kittle, his his dad was a lawyer, and he actually like went to my court cases and got that charge like it was like police and friends he just got that like th- like out the way from my senior year and then on the football side like actually like I was actually like uh we were we were figuring like all of the cornerbacks we all was like so close in age by the time my senior year came to like like Parker trusted all of us to play like he was like yeah mm-hmm. all of you can be starters and um and uh 
basically like going into it was the camp, right? Like right for the first game, like the, the week right for the first game during camp or two weeks before the first game. Like at the end of practice, I ended up pulling my hamstring. Uh, but luckily, like I said, because of like therapy and like going through that time period, that dark time prior to my senior mm-hmm. year, being pulled over by police, me pulling my hamstring. Like I feel like at that point, I was like, I'm like, I'm not going down the dark hole again. Like we're not yeah. gonna be, we're gonna do. I had healthy habits on like how to stay away from that. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. You so, want to stay so on a healthy path. Yeah. So when yeah. so when all when all that happened, I was just like, you know what? This is just you know this is just what it is. Like I'm learning. I'm gonna learn from both of these situations. And uh, so then I tried to rush back in my senior my first game uh, 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 my senior year. Like I first play I got in pull my hamstring again because I just tried to rush back and then uh I just I ended up missing the Iowa State game that's the only game I didn't like suit up whatever uh while I was at Iowa and then after the Iowa State game my senior year uh I just accepted like a, a special teams like uh, a kickoff role and I, I think I had like three like probably like three tackles that year just all kickoff alone and then uh and then for me I was I was pretty much I enjoyed just being a part and just like you know and it was it was such an amazing year that it was like it was like, yeah, yeah, I, like I, I was just i was just happy to like in the moment you know did, did that did that would you say that that did anything to your confidence because like you said you were 21 year old college senior you like you know that you're like an elite athlete super fast super quick um you're respected by all your teammates and then coming back you had all these injuries all this turbulence you went through all this turbulence yeah from your freshman year to your senior year to have your senior year be a part of that Rose Bowl team, but to kind of have like a diminished role if you compare it to yeah. your the first three. Sophomore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, did yeah, that three. do anything to your ego, your confidence, or because um, y'all like did I go said, to the Rose Bowl and won some of the games, you just rode that way? Yeah. So, like, like I said, so since I played, like, I, like that role being just on kickoff and compared to like the first three, like, obviously I had some reps on defense and I, you know, whatever, but it was like I was mainly just a kickoff guy. And uh, and I knew what it was. It's like I got hurt, and at that point, it's like it's like I was almost out the door, really. So it's right, like right, right. for me, for me, I think that year it was Josh Jackson, like kind of stepping to my nickel and dime role, and he was young. So I 2016 like, was the transfer portal out yet or no? Not yet. No, none of, none of that was out yet. None of that I was, was out. about to so, say because so I, I didn't. I, so at that time during that, you I can't do that year. I didn't have I, like I could have transferred. I could, you know, somebody, but, somebody in your position have, now, like yeah, they, like yeah, they could have like set the rest of that year out, and then since you didn't register, yeah. they could have used that register year transfer yeah. and then played somewhere else for a whole other year. Yeah. And that's honestly, the thing that honestly, we missed. Out of all like, of my years, we, we missed of, the transfer portal. <laughs> yeah, honestly, out of all of my years, uh, I could, I could have, I should have done that. Like or like redshirt at least like my injuries, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. like I could have like probably redshirt or like took a year just to like get my body right. Uh, you know, instead of like going back in the years, and actually, like some of the strength staff used to ask me, they would be like, "Yeah, why you never transferred?" And I was like, honestly, I feel like, I, like, and this is like post like therapy. I was like, I feel like I, you know, like I've built connections here with like you know my like teammates. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like you know, and and you right know down. the people around here. They're like, right I feel like better. you know, it's 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 more of it's it's bigger than you know, just Good trying boy. to like get on the field at this point. And I feel like I'm at, I got to a point where like. Like I overcame a mental block that like I overcame a mental hurdle 
that I feel like was probably the biggest accomplishment out of that whole time I was at Iowa. Like, it, mm-hmm. no football, no, like, the biggest thing that I got from the Iowa thing was going to therapy and, like, you know, working on my mental. And uh, and I, I feel like uh, from there, that was, you know, I, I like, I, people still to this day, it's like, we're real, like, tight, like, family, and you know, yeah. and, uh, and, you know, I enjoyed that part of it. And for me, going to my senior year, taking a smaller role, instead of me looking at it like, like, getting mad or getting upset like I, I really that was honestly my favorite year out of the whole like I, yeah, I just yeah. took like a, I took like a, a, a mentor role it was like I was like a senior and it was like you know like younger DBs and you know all like I was able to just be like like a, just a senior like somebody that they you know people could you know you to come to talk to when they going question. through stuff it was younger dudes that was going through stuff that like I didn't already I didn't already went over that hurdle, you know, like mentally. Right. So right. like seeing people right. on the other end of that, like I, I kind of sympathize for that. And I feel like that right. was one of the reasons why I was like, I don't really want to jump shit because it's like it's like I know that like like you said at the time also it's other stuff going on. It's like like this ain't really right, you know, or like ain't really like, you know, right. whatever, you know, or right. it ain't really comfortable for like, you know. Mm-hmm. you know for like black people so it's like like at that time just like I, I i would rather just be of help you know or like be that moral, guy. Moral, moral help you know uh you know for like other people and then obviously like the, the year was like amazing and it was like good and it was just mm-hmm. felt good seeing people that like i knew and was like really tight with like actually like you know get like noticed like on a national like stage yeah and, um, and, I, and I was pretty much, i was pretty much done with football so like i, I knew after the year ended I was like, I was like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna retire. I was like, I'm done. Like, it's like, it's nothing else after this. Like, I didn't, okay, okay. I, so I you, had too many, okay, you know, so you had already accepted that in your head. You are, yeah, I accepted it in my brain. I'm like, I'm like, yes, okay. this, this is. I was like, this is real though. That's real though, because a lot of guys, a lot of guys, you know, struggle with that. Like, um, like, like accepting that it, that that accepting that 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 feel is following that feel, and then figuring out, you know, what I'm saying what they're gonna do next. But for you. It's kind of like a catch twenty two because you put in your mind that you were done with football, but then this opportunity, this X league opportunity, come up. Yeah, and then now look at you, six years later, you still playing. <laughs> yeah, which is so, which like, is weird, which is weird to me because because <laughs> I, like like you said, like you had like you you had your mental battles after you left, and I think that's normal. I think a lot of people is like once college ends and they had a whatever i feel like that's when they start having a mental whatever with football yeah, they, right. they, they separation with football whereas right. like whereas like i was slowly having that separation happening to me the whole time i was in college, college from yeah, the start right. from the first summer right. like it was right. like after the first summer i was like ah like hopefully i'm good hopefully this don't mess up my like the way i play and it right. didn't you know to to like some degree like it maybe had a little bit of like whatever but it wasn't like too noticeable my freshman year and then like my sophomore year like I when I tore my PCL I'm just kind of like I'm like oh man like this might be it like you know what I mean I don't know what mm-hmm. just happened to my knee I ain't never felt nothing like this so I had right. to have contemplating thoughts at that moment and I was like going through like a mental whatever trying to figure out what my life would be like outside of football you know at that time and then you know and then it swelled up again so that spring so it was like I'm still having that same world and then I get to my junior year and they put me in a lower, like I, originally before the first game, I was in a lower part on the depth chart. But obviously I worked myself back in just cause like I, I just approached it differently. And like, you know, I'm I, being talented and approaching like 
it from like more of a humble and like uh, like having therapy and like really viewing everything differently like i feel like it gave me uh more opportunities on the field because like, i i just wasn't i wasn't viewing it the same as i was before and right. then like i said once i've gotten once i gotten over that hurdle uh like through therapy and stuff i feel like that's when i was kind of like I was kind of like, all right, like I'm seeing the world differently, whatever. I'm just going to approach it how I approach it. And, you know, however this thing, however this, the ending of this end, is, that's just how it was meant to be. And mm -hmm. I was feeling good. You know, football was working and it felt great. But then I pulled my hamstring like real bad. It's the first time I ever pulled my hamstring. And then I pulled it again right in the, fir the first game. And literally, I just remember I got in the first, the first way I got in on defense, the first game my senior year. It pulled, dude. Dude didn't even really, really run around. It was like they ran something, and I like, and we, and the play stopped, and I, and it pulled, and then I just like looked at the sideline, and I seen Josh Jackson, and I was just like, hey, come on, come get me, like it's like so, and then from there it's like he just had my role, and it was just like at that point it's like, like you know, I'm I, like I'm not gonna be like you know like trying to force my way back in. At that point, I had already like accepted that like, yeah, this is this is just what it is. I'm gonna right. support, yeah. I'm support him. I'm gonna support all the other players around. You know, yeah. and then and then for me, like I'm gonna try. I need to try to figure out what I can get before I leave. Like if I can, I start going to job fairs, and I was going to like you know certain things to like try to figure out my next plan for after football, and um, and and after and in my senior year, like you know, like so went to the Rose Bowl, so it was amazing. And I'm just like, that's a great ending in my mind. I'm like, this is a yeah, great ending. Like, all right, we lost. All right, we lost really bad. That's that that part wasn't great, but yeah. yeah. But the fact that the whole experience put y'all on the highlight. <laughs> oh yeah, they put it on the highlight. But but the whole experience of it, I was like, man, like yeah, man. I mean, that's the granddaddy of them all, bro. Like, like man. I remember so many years waking up on January first, growing up, and like, like couldn't wait, like sitting on the couch with excitement, couldn't wait to watch the Rose Bowl. Like, yeah, man, here you are from. From from Cleveland, Ohio, like planning, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm seeing it, you know what I mean? Like I said, the game wasn't like it was not a it was an ugly game on our end, but like like just the whole experience of it felt good. And I and I and I was I came to terms. And I'm like, you got that jersey with the rose on there, bro. Like, yeah, like no, nobody can take that away from you. Like you yeah. have that experience. So it was beautiful. Like, they can, can never yeah. take it away. All the stuff exactly. that I that happened during the bowl, everything. It's like you can never like you like exactly. you can't you know you have to and be it took there. Me a while to know it. Going through depression and being in that dark space and having to do therapy and all that, like it took me a while to learn that and to accept it. Like, like you gotta, yes, yes, we didn't make it to the NFL, yeah, we didn't make it to the highest level of football that we wanted to, but we still did all of this. And it's yeah. like you still gotta celebrate all of this because it's millions of dudes that just wanted to do what you did, but yeah, never definitely. but didn't get the chance. So it's like yeah. once you learn, once you learn the metrics of that. Of how many millions of guys want to play in the Big Ten, don't even get that chance. Yeah. Like, don't even get recruited by a Big Ten school. Like, yeah. Don't even understand what that is. Like, then that's when you start being more grateful and just understand, like, hey, yeah. it didn't work out, but I still did all this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and, I, and at that point, I feel like I was just expanding. I was more grateful just for life, and I felt like, yeah. uh, you know, and my life's path. And I'm like, and I and and I'm like, and if I and if I can try to like, like approach, you know, like all aspects of my life that way and you know hopefully that can put me somewhere special like regardless of football or not and uh I, and for me like I went back home and I was taking my mom to work and you know I wasn't planning on showing up to school early that that next uh semester my last semester of college uh because I wasn't planning on training 
but then I kept getting calls from, uh, you know, all the DBs, like literally all the DBs would just hit me up and they was like, man, you gonna go back and train? I'm like, no, I'm good. Hey man, just go back and train. Like, we know you, you, we know who you are and like what you can do on the field and like you special. It was like, you might as well just go do it. And then, you know, in my mind, I'm like, and it, it's like, yeah, like, you know, if you wouldn't have got hurt or you didn't have like whatever your, your history or whatever it is, like, you would have mm -hmm. did the pro day anyway. So I'm like, yeah, you're right. I would have did it anyway. So I, right. I went, so I went, so I ended up going back to school and training and I remember I just had to talk with coach Doyle and I was just like yeah like, like I just want to shoot my last shot my last bullet and then you know like I'm you know I'm just gonna train and you know whatever right. comes of it comes of it don't then you know at least I at least oh, I good. did you know right. at least I experienced that part of it and I didn't right. like take myself out you know exactly. so uh because I had you know all the trials and tribulations through that whole journey anyway I didn't yeah, quit and, I mean <laughs> and, and, and a program like Iowa football all 32 teams gonna be at the pro day. Like, yeah, so and you went to the you went well, to the Rose Bowl, so everyone exactly like it's not like, like might as well do it. <laughs> yeah, so so so, I just, so that's I, how that so that's how the X League um opportunity yeah, came, came about because I went back and I trained for the pro day and like you know it was you know this is the same as like training with you know any other off season with like your mm -hmm. your teammates. So it was a good environment, you know, yep. and we competed. And, uh, you know, I ended up doing like four, four, eight, electro electronic 40, four, three, nine hand time. And uh, I just remember one of the people clocked me at four, three, nine hand time, like right next to Parker. And then he was just like, he was just like, yeah, like, I wish I could have did a little bit more for you or like helped you a little bit more. He was like, and we was already meeting like each week uh, after mm -hmm. the therapy because he like, you know, he was just like, yeah, I just want to make sure you good. Like just period, like not even just on the football, like just trying mm -hmm. to make sure like you straight. And uh, me and him got tight, got tight at that point. And he was just like, you know, telling me about that. Like after I did a good, you know, did a good pro day. And I remember like after I caught my last like pass on the drills, like it was like all of like, it was like 30 of my teammates. Oh, my last yeah. I ran in, we like jumped up. Like it was like, it was like, everybody was like super supportive of me. And that's why I said like, for me, it felt like, I felt like it was like really like a family situation at that point. Yeah, yeah definitely. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm cool with the results. If it's over, it's over. But then while I was doing that, uh, uh, like during that, during that, during the spring. So after I did the, did the pro day, um, I got like a call from like the, like the Browns to like do like a regional uh, combine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, did, I did that too. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so, I, so I ended up doing that. And then, but, but around that same time while I was training for that, um, uh, Parker was just like, yeah, it's, it's some guys who play. No, this is this literally all he said. He called me, I, I was like, I used to be training people too, like at the gym, just like on my, like like just to get some extra work for myself, and then you know, like also like like try to get a little extra bread or something. And uh, and um, Parker just called me during like while I was working out, and he was just like, "Yeah, like you want to go play in Japan?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> like, I didn't even think I didn't even think about it. I was like, "Hell yeah, that sounds fun!" Yeah. Like I ain't never been yeah. anywhere. I was I was gonna ask you, do you think do you think all the moving around you did as a young kid kind of kind of gave you that open-mindedness to because 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 let, let's be honest yeah if, if a coach called a dude that from Cleveland, ohio that grew up there and say man you yeah. gonna go play Japan, nine out of ten people gonna be like man nah like like they don't they don't even yeah. like, they don't even they don't, they don't even like, fathom they don't even want to fathom the thought of living in kobe yeah. japan or living in tokyo japan yeah. like you have to have a certain open-mindedness to be like 
Yeah, hell yeah, like yeah. Because, because, I, because, like I said, I didn't see like me, me growing up. Like I said, I travel. Like I, I moved a lot. I didn't travel a lot. We moved a lot. So we like yeah, I switched yeah. schools all the time. I switched yeah. houses all the time. So I, you were used to I, meeting I, new people, seeing new people, people, people all the time. It was just like it was like I yeah. never had like the it was normal. It was my brothers and my mom. I didn't have a childhood friend from like small all the way up. Like you know, yeah. that's that's why I said. The, the type who I call my childhood friends, like my my closest friends, is my high school friends, like from from the mm-hmm. like Justin and all them, mm-hmm. because because at, at that time that was the that was that was the longest that I was at one school. Yeah, like, that's the crazy dynamic. Because I like I mean, like I like I'm still friends with guys that I went to like kindergarten with, like you know yeah. what I'm saying. So yeah. I can tell you about that. Yeah, so I so for me it was like my closest people was Devin, high Justin, school. all them from high school because it's like that was the longest I was ever at one place and just stayed put in one place until that's I got to true. Iowa and then Iowa became the longest that I was at one place. So that's why I said like when I met like my friends, like people, my teammates there, that's why yeah. they became like so tight to me because like, right, right. like I can't go attached. So you never had that. You never had I never that. had it. I never right. had nobody like consistently outside of my brothers and my mom. You know, so, that's real, man. I love that. Yeah. So. uh so yeah, so when he called, and then obviously, you know, like I told you, like 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 Mr. Draper and my father, he's his he's half uh uh Thai. So like like I so I don't know, I like I I feel like and then my my grandmother, she was, you know, she was white, she was half Italian, she grew up in Cleveland, inner city, but she, you know, she had that history of that. So like yeah. I've always had uh I've always had an interest to travel, you know, right, like, right, right, right. see other things, you know, and then right. I, you know. I was I was considering Hawaii is still America, but it was like it's, it's off, you know, it's not the mainland. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, so I had already had like visions of like going somewhere for like out, whatever. And um, so when he said it, I was like, hell yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think about it. I was like, hell yeah. Like yeah. whatever you say, like I'm like, whatever. And he was like, all right, come to the office, we'll talk about it more. And then came to the office, he was telling me about it. He's like, yeah, they're gonna come meet you. And I met him. And then I was thinking it was just gonna be like a study abroad thing. I didn't think it was gonna be like no, like them try to like you know give me no money or nothing like whatever. Yeah, yeah. whatever. But it ended up being like you know like like uh, a contract. It wasn't like you know like a it was it was like you know you you get paid if you go out here and you play well or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like not all the teams like can can pay you like uh, whatever. But like like fortunately the team I went on was like pretty. It was an electronic company and it's pretty decent. Yeah. Um, but. Um, yeah, so I went out. So, 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 yeah, so that came about from that, you know. Yeah, like, like, and I remember, I remember outside looking in. Obviously, we, um, we had messed a couple times. Um, but I'm a few years older than you. But when I started looking in, I was like super happy for you because I was like, I think that year, that was 2016. I had played arena football. I was in Des Moines, Iowa, playing for the Iowa Barnstormers. And at the time, I was like, shit, I was, I was like 26 or 27. So like, I'm like, that was, I knew that was my last. I had an agent with sports stars, the same agent that Kirksey with right now. Yeah. And I'm like, and he was like, man, all I need is some film of you balling. And, you know, we'll get it out there to the team. See, I, that was that that was my last clip. I'm like, this is my last yeah. man. Don't not happen. Like, yeah. I'm cool, I'm cool with it. So I started looking in, I'm thinking, like, I thought that was like a super cool opportunity, like for you to go out there, you know what I'm saying? Just and just experience a different culture, experience a different life, yeah. and still get paid to do what you love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, ultimately, that's that was the biggest thing for me. And like, yeah. like I said, and shoot, once I got out there, it's like you know, that's a like is you know, I, for me, I feel like like my goal, like from the Iowa experience, the Iowa experience was that uh, like I wanted to play for, I wanted to try to shoot for you know, uh, mm-hmm. ten years or you know, a, a large chunk of years where it's like yeah. like I proved 
like to myself, you know, more than anything that like I could, you know, I could play this game still mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, like I can and I can take care of my body, you know, because right, I because, right. because of the injuries and, you know, feeling injury prone. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I didn't want that to like if I'm a, I was like, if I'm gonna continue to do it because I felt so good doing the pro day and like taking care of my body. I was like, I'm gonna continue this. And, um, and you know, the first and like I say, even, you know, the first year I didn't I didn't know how it was going to go. But I was just like, you know. Like yeah. if it, uh, you know, if I don't like it, I don't like it, and you know, I won't do it again. But if I do like it, you know, like I'm gonna try. Right, you like still it. got the experience. Yeah. So just, just, just two more questions. Like, like I said, I think this is, this is, this is your six-year plan over there. You played at Kobe and now Tokyo. Yeah. What, what would you say have been just like maybe the two or three biggest things that you've taken like from the culture like out there that you really enjoy? Because I know, I know Japan is big on the fashion. You know, they, they all can dress yeah. and. And and, yeah. and 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 I can see that in you, like you, you be fitted, yeah. fitted I'm I'm big on fashion as well, yeah. but I also know like the food out there is like like they have it's super cultured and food as well. Yeah. And, like what have been some things that you really take that you took out there that you really enjoy? Uh, being, I mean, like, like you said, being an American, like like not being from that culture. Yeah, the the main the main thing would be diet. Like I think in my daily lifestyle, diet like my diet has changed so much from being out there and trying different foods. And um and they're and they're not like they're not a big culture like uh, like like physically they're not like you know they like to be smaller they eat yeah. smaller portions yeah. um so I feel like from there uh I feel like it helped like I feel like I started seeing changes in my body and then from and then like I went I went to uh like I've always been fascinated in health you know just because that's just always been my world so the mm-hmm. fact that like I started seeing changes in my body and like you can't really get certain things like that you can get in America of access. Um, I think I just approached it. Uh, I think I think from being like the biggest thing is I just I'm like I would I've been able to be vegan. I've been able to be vegetarian. You know, I've been able to like you know tap into that world a little bit more and take mm-hmm. care of my health health from a diet mm-hmm. uh, standpoint. Yeah, right, and then right. and then and then also out there like it's it's not as dangerous. You know, like it's not like you don't it's no gun violence. Like it's not like you know it's not it's, you know it's none of that going on so. yeah you can walk around and, and so, breathe you ain't gotta be so, you ain't gotta so be I like feel, this with the ptsd and shit. yeah so <laughs> the ptsd that i've had and i've developed over years of just like yeah. all of everything like whatever right. man hey I, all i gotta be on the swivel nobody man, can walk behind you like, it's way it's way better i feel way i feel way more comfortable I way more safe I feel no, way even, real, when, even when I'm back in America, like like I mean, obviously I you know I still like I'm still aware, whatever. I'm still you know you know I'm still protecting myself, you know whatever. Exactly. But but when I go, but when I'm in America, I feel a lot more like calm. Like I don't feel as much anxiety and as much like you know that that feeling that you were, that I would that I was feeling before prior to like living overseas and like experiencing a culture where like gun violence and like you know that type of stuff isn't a thing. But I'm also like learning, but I think that one of the things I'm also learning about just a bunch of different cultures and I've been able to travel outside of Japan as well. Like I was just in London for three months. I got to go to Korea. I was in Hong Kong. Um, I mean, I, dope, I, think, I think, yeah, for real. And, I, and like, and like I, you know, from that, it's like, you know, and a lot of people that I know and a lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't be traveling like that. So I think just, I, I'm, I'm getting to see stuff and getting to learn about just different people and how like there's some a lot of people cultures is just they just so different from ours and yeah uh, so. yeah so yeah yeah I'm 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 happy for you man I've always I don't know why because I I didn't do a lot of traveling growing up like I, I think I went to Florida and New York from 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 when I was born to 18s so I went, when I went to Iowa City so I didn't do a lot of yeah. traveling but 
But ever since since after college, I knew that I always wanted to just see the world. Like, yeah. So as soon as I got a job, I was going to San Francisco. I was going to LA. I was going yeah. to Houston. I was going to Utah. Just random places, New York. Like, I just I knew I wanted to see something that wasn't Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Right, like, like, and to see different things. And now I'm finally at, in a place where I can go, like, actually out of the country, man. So. Yeah, that that type of that type of stuff excites me, bro. So I'm I'm super happy for you, man. So um, that last thing, I know you still you still actively playing, but what would you say is Sean Draper's after effect of his entire, you know, football career? You started playing at you said nine, so you're 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 coming up on a twenty year relationship with football. What were some of the lessons that you learned through all that turbulence, all those injuries you had in college, like all that kind of stuff? What were some lessons that you learned? That you that you took and you still like kind of carry with you now as you still play as you like just try to figure life out. Uh, I think like uh, you talking about like as it pertains to football, just life with like just just, just like, any terrible. life lessons that you learned through football through all the years. Oh, yeah. of playing I mean, I mean, the main thing that I learned is like is you know like I mean I don't know it's it's a bunch of stuff that I could say. I think yeah. that I think I don't know like playing football like through the ups and the downs i feel like it's just you always got to be steady steady like keep it like even kill you know yeah, never too high never too low just... never too high never too low things can change you know and you know if somebody's having success my thing is like 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 um it's like with competition whether it's within your team or like versus someone else if somebody's having success like i like i feel like over time like you know like i feel like growing up like you kind of like like in an immature mindset, like I feel like you should, like people expect you to have ego or expect you to have pride towards, you know, or jealousy mm-hmm. towards uh, other people. But mm-hmm. I, I've, I've noticed one of the things with, with sports and with life is that when people are doing good and, and it's not you or people, you know, whether it's close to you or somebody that's an opponent, mm-hmm. when people are doing good, like you, sh- you should study that and you should like, you know, take and take the, uh, you know, kind of, uh, kind of appreciate it and champion it a little bit and I feel like the more the more the more I've done that and the more I've been able to like do that I've noticed in my life I've just noticed that like it's it's helped me a lot like it's like you know I've been able to instead of you know being like oh this dude dude doing good and like it this ain't me so I'm just gonna like ignore it like nah like don't don't ignore it like 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 watch it appreciate it show love appreciate it and when you appreciate it then you find like the small details and what what's happening in their life that you can add to yours Absolutely. and, um, and, I, and I think that's why that. and that's why I feel like I've been able to play in Japan for so long you know and you know be able to like you know continue to go back there because they're mm-hmm. huge on respect they're huge on like you know being a good person first um over everything because if you're not a good person you're a baller like they don't really want to deal with you so I just think I think my biggest thing was like you know if somebody's doing good or a team is doing good or just somebody's having some type of success like I really I really like try to like em, like embrace like their success and like really try to you know like learn you know why like why is this person like being successful and not from like a, a you know envious way like from like an right. actual like like an interested and curious way like you know what what are these people doing you know right. that are uh attributing to the to the success and i feel like with football probably one of the biggest things that i learned is like you know it's like learning from people and like mm-hmm. and, you know being a sponge so, yeah so each year whenever somebody's like having a good year like i, I make i dive right into their life and i like oh you know I, you know i'm like oh this dude cold you know let me see like why let me see why like what are you doing okay yeah what are you doing how are you living yeah, what, yeah what's, what are what's his habits yeah 
So that's real. Yeah, I like that. I like that after effect, man. And if, well, yeah, be, be, best of luck to you on the rest of your career, man. One thing I've been trying to do ever since you know COVID started, we've lost so many people. Uh, I mean, even people like from where we're from, like you said, you lost one of your best friends. May he rest in peace, uh, Damon. Yeah. Some, somebody that we both went to college with. He's longer. He's no longer here. So something I've been trying to do is give guys flowers while they're still here, man to man, eyes to eyes. So yeah, bro, everything you've accomplished. It's funny, our careers, like literally same high school, same college. Um, so to see everything you've done, you still actively playing. Um, I like I get that football bug maybe like once every three months. I when I miss it and I start looking at the pictures, looking at videos and all that. Uh yeah. you would know what that's you would know you would start getting that once you're done playing too. But everything yeah. you've done, bro, all your accomplishments, all your accolades, everything you've done, you put on Bar City. I just want to show you that love, bro, and give your flowers, you know, like Yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate this conversation. Thank you for having me. And yes, like you sir. said, like, I appreciate you doing we, we uh, you know, like we we didn't know each other like at Deville and like at Iowa, but I, I I definitely appreciate like you know this connection that we we built like after the fact. I feel like it's been like really helpful course, for man. me. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, you know, just getting just becoming an older guy, that's really all you want, man. You want to be able to give some get a game to to the younger guys or the guys that's coming after you. And, you know, hope that they do the same as you or better or, you know, whatever the case may be, man. So, yeah, we've def definitely cultivated this relationship. And, uh, man, Tokyo, Japan, I don't know how long you're going to be out there, but that's on my bucket list. Yeah, yeah you got to get out here. That's you what I'm get saying. If, like, so y'all season is is during the fall. Yeah, it's during the fall. We, we do we play okay. a couple games in the spring, but the season starts in August and it ends in January. And I, and actually, and actually uh, so I was playing for Elecom Kobe for five years. I played for Tokyo Gas last year, my sixth year. And then I actually am about to sign uh, to a new team. Well, you know, or actually signed, okay. already signed to a new team. And it's like, okay. it's, it's one of the top teams out there. So. Oh, this is this, this breaking news. So, this breaking news. So, so yeah, so before, so before I was on, I was on some what lower city? teams. What, what city? It's in Tokyo. It's in Tokyo. It's in Tokyo. Okay. Because yeah. I heard, because I've done my research and they said, you're going to visit Japan, you need to visit Tokyo. Yeah, yeah, so so I'm gonna be in Tokyo. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm gonna be flying back out there March 28th, uh, okay. joining this new team, man. You know, yeah. So whenever okay. you're ready to come, yeah, I, no, yeah, like, and don't be surprised because I'll be serious about traveling. But uh, I'm going to Colombia in three weeks. But I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, a, I, I may target maybe like August or September so I can like take in the culture and then actually like come to one of your games and just yeah, have that whole experience, man. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna show you a good time. Man. I know, I know it all now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you've been there a while. All right, hey, so yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's plan on that, man. I'm start looking at flights, but yeah, I appreciate you coming on. And yeah, bro, we'll be in touch. Oh, yeah, appreciate it. All right, man. All right, bro. Yeah, guys, so I thought that was a super powerful episode 75. If you listen to this whole episode, Sean Draper has an amazing story. Um, he's going into year seven, um, in the X League over in Japan, um, is in Tokyo, Japan, doing his thing. Um, definitely, <laughs> definitely trying to get out there, you know what I mean, and take in that culture. But, um, yeah, I thought he had a powerful story. If you listen to this entire episode on any any podcast platform, please rate us. You know, that's one of the ways that we make money is through listenership. If you watch this on YouTube, please like it, please share. Um, please leave a comment if you have a question, you know, any Hawkeye fans, anything of that nature. Um, yeah, and, and just super happy to jump back in the fold. I had took about three weeks off. Actually, um, my only uh, uncle, my mother's uh, brother, Cameron Walker, actually passed away. 
um, a couple of weeks ago. So just had to kind of recalibrate my brain and recalibrate what I what you know my intentions and my message for the for the podcast. You know why I started it, and you know just take some some of that time to to grieve and to to heal and to think about some of those good times that I had with them. Uh, but yeah, we're back and running. We got two more interviews um, booked for this week, and you know today's only Sunday, so super happy to jump back in that fold as we push as we continue just to tell these sports stories to and allow guys and women to tell their stories who generally wouldn't be able to tell them, right? So, um, yeah, I appreciate whoever's been rocking with us, subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. And we finally got the business infrastructure right with with, with um, um, certain, how can, I, how can I name, capital, <laughs> business capital. So um, that's kind of what I've been waiting on before I wanted to start the merch. Um, didn't necessarily want to use my own money, wanted some kind of capital, some kind of help to put that merch in production so we could come in with, with the shirts and the hats for the spring. I'm super excited because I've, I've built up a catalog to a point where, you know, I know that those can be a start. Those people can be a starting point or the people that have been on the show already as far as selling merch. So super excited to keep kind of moving towards that. So, yeah, so the next time,